Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Time to find a Week 10 winner, and all I can tell you, it's not going to be anybody in a Philadelphia uniform. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. Oh man, I'm flying high today. The Eagles aren't, but I am. The Eagles took a Pelican and have plummeted from the sky. There are no longer any undefeated teams remaining in the NFL, but there are a ton of winners from Week 10 in the NFL. But I feel like a winner today. Why is that? Why do I feel like a winner today? Because, damn it, last night I called one of the upsets of the early college basketball season. Ooh! Florida Atlantic rolls up to Gainesville and hands the Gators that L. A big L. Take that, Gators. Enjoy it. Tell me how it tastes. Ken Levick alive on a Tuesday here on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app, but on your smart speaker. And a John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, off of the hot muggy, you know the drill, Intracoastal. Stone the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights, Radio Life Partner. He runs this catastrophe, per usual, until 2 o'clock. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29 in his regular Tuesday spot just to my left and also a special Ken Levicka live happy birthday to the Dominican Queen Jeanette Javier who is back from her European vacation and she will be back in studio tomorrow. Before we, we get into what happened with the Commanders and the Eagles last night, I I, I know that on this show we tend to... What would you say, Stone? We have a little bit of an edge to us, right? We're, we're very critical at times of people and things, and we're not afraid to speak our mind sometimes in a negative connotation. Edge? I can, I can get down with yeah. that. Uh, I, though, and I think that gets misconstrued as, as me being just... Pes- pessimistic. Old, a pessimistic, old curmudgeon Now, those things are true, mm. but it's not the <laughs> absolute say. rule. Right, right. I mean, fine. Maybe majority of the time, I am absolutely those things. But I do feel great privilege a lot of the time to do what I'm doing, especially when it culminates in what I was able to experience last night. So yesterday, you guys did a great job, by the way, taking the keys to the show. Uh, Thank you for letting me join on the phone for like 40 minutes because that (laughs) drive to Gainesville Mm. is an abomination. It is just see nothing, want to throw yourself out of your car while you're making that drive. So that'll help pass the time. Uh, But I went up to Gainesville last night and Florida Atlantic. That's right. Uh, not exactly a college basketball powerhouse. I have I have called FAU basketball games since 2007, and I've called a total of, count them, five winning seasons. <laughs> five winning seasons oh since goodness. 2007. Four of those have come in the last four years. Man, that's like yeah. bordering Knicks territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> the, FAU, I, FAU has what? definitely Stop been it. the college basketball <laughs> Knicks. Yes. <laughs> what? Stone's going to get on me for that. I thought we bashed the Knicks on this show. Well, no, we're owl heavy. I know we're owl this heavy, way. but I'm just owl saying five-winning seasons. No, it is an apt Knicks. comparison. Yes, yes, thank you. It is an apt comparison. But Dusty May in the last four years 
has done a great job with that basketball program. If you don't know about Dusty May, if you've never heard of Dusty May, I get it. But there's a good chance, and I hate to say it as an FAU guy, you're going to start hearing the name Dusty May as we get closer to the end of the season Mm -hmm. when he starts becoming a name that's put out there for big college jobs. But last night, his team went to Gainesville, and it always... You realize how fortunate you are when you're put in a position like I was last night where you're able to call a big upset, a massive upset. And FAU beat Florida last night, 76-74 in Gainesville. And I'm telling you, and Theo, I don't know if you've been a part of this. I think Stone probably has when you're in opposing territory. Right, and mm. you go in there, and you're not expected to win, and then things start to go poorly or spiral for the home team. This is like Thanksgiving at the in-laws. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, go. yes, very similar. Good analogy. <laughs> but you start to hear like the nervous murmur and uh, the, the inevitable. The yeah, it, it almost for the home team when the underdog comes in, it seems like wait a minute. This can't be happening. This can't be happening. Then you start to get the surrender cobras and all of that. That, to me, that's sports life right there. And I've only experienced it a couple of times. FAU basketball has beaten Illinois in the past on the road. Ohio State on the road. UCF on the road. But it was different at the Odom because it's in-state. This is the Florida Gators. This is uh, a a first-year hot-shot young head coach rolling in. And FAU went up there and handed them an L. At their home, 12 and a half point awesome. underdogs. Yeah. I have a quick question, though, because isn't Dusty May's son on the Gators? He is. How was that? Which presented another unique aspect of last night, and it just so happens Dusty May is going to join us, and you can ask him okay. that at 1 o'clock here today how on much, Ken Levick Alive. How much celebrating can you do within the house if you know, it's a house divided? Apparently, those two didn't talk all week. <laughs> yeah. They didn't talk all week because Dusty doesn't want Todd Golden, the new head coach of Florida, thinking, oh, yeah, oh, the, uh, yeah. The, kid, the kids feed me information. Now, That's real. Hey, Gators, real. Gators, don't worry. We don't need any information. Just take the L. No, and yeah, you guys didn't even need the points, right? You can nope. keep them. We're going to win this yeah, thing yeah, outright. Exactly. It's funny, Theo, you just brought up that his son, you know, on the opposing team because I was going to say going into opposing territory, like what always – motivated me I've been in a few of those situations was like knowing that I was ruining somebody's human life for that next few days or that week like you're spoiling their their mood I I got off on it like Ah. those Florida Gator fans like this is tried and true right big brand their day sucks today and football their day sucks today their week sucks today that coach's life sucks watching film all those kids have to go through that like that for me really made me play better made me dial in more just kind of looking in the stands and realizing Oh, this is not going to be good for y'all. Made me dial. I, well, when FAU went to Florida and brought them to overtime in 2015, that was my previous, oh, my God, yes. this might mm. be happening. Mm. And, oh, my God, 85,000 people 85, are freaking 000. out right now. So, 2022 FAU basketball finished the job. The 2015 <laughs> nice. FAU football couldn't. Congratulations to Dusty May. Everybody in that FAU basketball program, they are great, great people there. By the way... Uh, not only is Dusty May's son on the Florida basketball team, but uh, uh, one of FA, uh, one of Dusty May's assistants, because he was at Florida with Mike White, Dusty May was. Mm-hmm. Uh, another guy who was at Florida with him is top assistant Kyle Church. Uh, two members of FAU's first staff under Dusty May ended up going to Florida. Now we're at Georgia with Mike White, FAU's former director of basketball operations, a Florida grad, is is at Georgia now. Like, there's storylines all over the place. Oh, so man. it's just good stuff. It's good, good, it's good tough. stuff. So, congratulations to FAU. It's a great local story. If you didn't give two dams about FAU basketball until now, fine. 
I'm good with it. But now you might want to start paying attention because legitimately this FAU basketball team, they had some expectations coming into the year. Those have skyrocketed now. This is going to be a team that's going to be discussed as a sexy pick to go to the NCAA tournament. So just know that. Hey, that would be uh, that's going to be great for us to be Hell able yeah. to cover that down here. Too. I'm excited. I'm pumped. No Absolutely. doubt about it. I think my favorite part about your call, listening to the final call that you put out on social media. I can't legally yeah. play it on ESPN 106.3, the calls from the FAU basketball radio network. So... If you want to hear them, just go to Twitter at KLV1063. Yeah, in there you dropped the line that this was Dusty May's signature win yeah. at Florida Atlantic. Like that just, come on, it don't get any better. Dusty May's a hell of a coach, and I hate to, and I'm not going to ask him about it because that's not, hey, so uh, you looking for other gigs now that you beat Florida the day after he beats Florida and there's still <laughs> 80% of the season left to go? But um, but Let make me do it. Just don't don't be surprised if you start hearing his name pop up when some of these ACC jobs open up, maybe some of these Big 12 jobs open up as you get through the month of, month of February. And also, if you haven't, go on FAU Men's Basketball's Twitter page. That locker room celebration it's is awesome. top notch. It's sexy, right? Top notch. It's good stuff. So, Dusty May joins us right around 1 o'clock as FAU celebrates a big upset college basketball win over Florida. Speaking of upsets, an NFL upset last night. Stone, what was the line for last night's game? Do you remember? Yeah, so it was minus 11 as far as the Eagles side, and they were minus 550 on the money line, I believe. Minus 11, and it was an 11-point difference. That's right. Vegas knew something. Just had the wrong team. Just the other side. Yeah, the Mm -hmm. Commanders Mm -hmm. win 32-32. To 21 last night. And Theo texted, as I'm still coming down from calling that FAU upset win over Florida, I'm now starting to side-eye the game a little bit because it's late in the fourth quarter. I know the Eagles are trailing. I hadn't seen yet when I read Theo's text. Gentlemen, looks like we have something to talk about tomorrow. <laughs> I hadn't yet seen with uh, the commanders up a score yep. it was 26-21 with a minute 50 left to go a third and 7 taylor heineke he gets sacked but then this happens on espn they're going to throw on third down and 7 instead heineke wisely and now a flag wow. and that's going to in essence end the game a roughing the passer penalty where Taylor Heineke goes down, nestles himself into the turf, and then takes brief contact and throws himself to the ground to draw the flag, and the game at that point is over. You can focus on the turnover, the face masks that wasn't called, but the game really ended right there with the roughing the passer penalty, and Taylor Heineke absolutely flopped, like soccer flopped. Like LeBron flopped, yeah. right? Yeah, he he didn't. Um, that push was not enough to make him go flying no. back like he did. Yeah. But what I am going to say about that is when you are a backup quarterback and you're trying to prove to a team that I can do this, I'm the guy. And Taylor Heineke's had some close calls and has played pretty well in his NFL career. A out of nowhere Old Dominion product. Here's a flex here. I called two of his college football games when he was at Old Dominion when they played Florida Atlantic. Go Monarchs. Go Monarchs who are in the Sun Belt now, so I couldn't give two bleeps about <laughs> them. Uh, but uh, when when you are in a spot where you're trying to prove yourself, you're trying to pick up. You mentioned the signature win call I made yep. when, when FAU beat Florida last night for Dusty May. You're looking for your signature win. You almost had into the playoffs two years ago against, against the, the Patriots. Exactly. Or against the Buccaneers. I'm sorry. And 
You've done well in spot action, and this is your chance to take out the lone undefeated team in the NFL. You do anything you can do to win, even if it comes off as cheap. Because for me, I look at that and I say, uh, it's got to be frustrating for Eagles fans. And yeah, was it a little bit soft? But is that competitive as hell? Absolutely. You take any edge you can get when you have the best team on the ropes. And the Eagles were on the ropes for a variety of reasons. And Taylor Heineke made a decision where, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot. I'll take the ridicule after the fact if it doesn't work. But you know what? The contact came. He knows the rules. He understands the points of emphasis and what the officials are looking for. And you can call him soft. You can say he flopped. But that's a winning football play. Taylor Heineke is a winner. And he is the reason that the Commanders won last night. And he's the reason that game got put away. Whether you like it or not, my Week 10 winner is Taylor Heineke for the flop, whatever you want to call it, on the roughing the passer with a minute 50 left to go on third and seven last night. It's it's actually, the more I think about it, it's like the antithesis. Antithesis. Say it again. Antithesis, my God. There we go. Antithesis. Yeah, antithesis. Or that. Antithesis. Or antithesis. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got a little tongue-tied. It's early still for me. Whoa. Antithesis. Okay, well, you know what? We don't have to keep on harping on my mistake. Let's oh, just right. I'll, just I'll just clip it. I'll just clip it. I'll bring it up next time. We'll go time. back to that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the opposite of what Carson Wentz would have did in that situation where he probably would have threw the ball into double coverage fumbled. somehow or fumbled it. Yeah. Or, and, and you think about if you're a quarterback in the NFL, there should be, just like back in the day when I was a kid, I had this little bracelet, this little wristband that said WWJD. What would Jesus do? Uh-huh. That directed my path. I figured out, hey, you know what? Jesus would not slap that kid in the face for, you know, <laughs> taking a candy bar from me. I'm going to turn the other cheek. Whatever. The question is, is there a spot where Jesus would slap a kid in the face? I don't necessarily think so. I don't. Am I, am like, I qualified maybe, to make that okay, call? No. So, 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 all right. So maybe the kid has like a like an issue of the cheek. And, you know, Jesus put, you, put his hands <laughs> oh, on you. Oh, got it. And you're so, cured. Yes, He's so maybe not a beard. Yeah. not a hard slap, but a little tap on the cheek might cure. Or, you know, he had different ways. Get your shoes people. off the couch, <laughs> Jesus. You know what? what? We had Tyler Cameron in here last week, and he talked about cheek checks. I can see Jesus giving check. out cheek oh, checks. Oh yeah, a little cheek checks. Like you can give a cheek. Like you've been check. acting yeah. up, bing bing, and you give him a little. That actually, that story is in Deuteronomy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cheek check, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the cheek check. Nice. Jesus move. Chapter three, verse twelve through fifteen. Now that was eight. That was BC for sure. No, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. Or, no. or is it a- AD? AD. No. It would have to, well, it can't be AD or BC. It had to be right there. I in think the middle. it was Antithetha. Well, it depends. <laughs> if it's the first hey, thirty-three, wait, you know. if it's the first thirty-three years of AD, then yes, it is. It, he, he he died at thirty-three, right? Yeah, allegedly. 33. Allegedly, 33. according to uh, according to Bible reports. The well, the Bible. That's the that's the good. That's the gospel. That is the gospel. Allegedly, um, he just threw that one. Let's off. go yeah. back. I haven't been to church in like two years, so my Bible stories are getting mixed up. It <laughs> yeah. might have been in Deuteronomy. Your, your head's about um, to light on fire. Back to what I was saying. All quarterbacks in the NFL should have a wristband around them that says, "What would Tom Brady do?" Right. And I, I don't think, hate that. I think that's exactly what we would have expe- expected from Tom Brady. Not just him flopping after being pushed, but then looking to the ref for the call and then celebrating yes! the fact that he and got the Brady, ref for the passer call. That's the thing. If Tom Brady did that last night, you know what we would do? We would stand and say, that's my God, that is just a GOAT play that's right there. Listen. He just knows how to get the job done. But instead, this guy, Stone, and I'm looking at you. Yes, Stone. Right before we went on the air, <sighs> the you antithesis. are beating and moaning and, oh, that's cheap. And, ah, yeah. Taylor Heineke. Sucks, Stone. You are a hypocrite because you would put Tom Brady 
on a pedestal. You would love him. In the same season where all of these roughing calls are taking millions of dollars out of guys' pockets, we're blaming the referees. It's become the NBA. Taylor Heineke takes a charge to end the game <laughs> against, let's call the Eagles, the Milwaukee Bucks right now. And so, was it Brandon Graham that, that it, it was? So it, it, was it was six foot two, 275-pound Brandon Graham, who obviously can't stop any of his momentum. So, yeah, who would the Washington Commanders be in the NBA? Uh, the Washington Command. The, well, why not go how about the to Washington? Hornets. How about now? Oh, how about yeah, the, the Wizards. Wizards? Yeah. So, good call. So, so Kyle, a lot easier than Kyle, Kyle Kuzma takes Looking a charge. Kyle Kuzma takes a controversial charge on, Gian- on Giannis Antetokounmpo late in the game, and the game's over. And this dude that on an NFL field. is weird. Brandon Graham and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, Brandon Graham's like, okay. He's not. Yeah, Giannis. <laughs> Giannis. Yeah, let's give him. Okay, let's Drew Holiday. The, let's Drew Holiday. Yeah, there you go. Good Fine. Call. Whatever. Whatever makes the most controversial. It's Giannis because these guys are undefeated, looking to go seventeen and zero. And this guy celebrates getting the roughing call. Like I would have been okay, and we spoke about this. If he laid down and had his arm cranked this way and his neck that so way. So fake like, injury. Faking an injury is better to you. Because it at least would have sold some people watching. Like, oh man, he got hit. Like that's why they threw the flag. He's hurt. But, but then we would have watched the slow motion and realized he barely. Of got course pushed. we would have. But then, that's called lying. What would Jesus do? Yeah. So, WWJD, dude. So basically, instead of he's lying, check. that's a good call. <laughs> but instead, Taylor Heineke robs the ten-year-olds candy bars and then celebrates it. Basically, like I just ruined you guys' undefeated season by. A really, really cheap call. We all know it was cheap and bad. And he's celebrating in front of the refs. Like, mm. thanks for giving me that call. So wait, First down, I just beat the... F- it's cheap. It, it's it's cheap. cheap to celebrate that you made a winning play and you punked the other team. Like, you just beat the only remaining undefeated team Ugh. in the NFL. And a division rival. Too. And a division oh, rival. Monday Night Football. The Commanders are absolutely, by the way, in the playoff discussion now in the be. NFC. That was a huge Sick. win for them. And so you made a winning play. You baited a mistake or at least goaded an official into throwing the flag. I'd celebrate too. You can't just, oh, well, ho-hum, I did it a cheap way. Hell no, you beat the Eagles. Who cares how you did it? You said baited and goaded. You should have used cheated. Like, he cheated the refs. That's fine to say. It's gamesmanship. Gamesmanship in every single sport. Is used with athletes, and we can't. Call I'll just it say it like this: I'd be on your guys' side with a game-winning play. Love the guy's story. I want to get behind it, just as if ninety percent of the masses is. But with the celebration, it turns me off. The celebration is the only thing that so ruins. Only, it but what Stone is saying then is, if you have a walk-off play in baseball, it's an error, and that drives in the winning run. You shouldn't celebrate. You shouldn't celebrate. It. Yeah. Or if there's a, a pitch a two inches one. off the plate, and the umpire rings you up. And that's the end of the game. The pitcher and catcher shouldn't celebrate. Nobody should celebrate. Or what about, let's take that, your basketball analogy. That's you, really stifling. If you take that's a charge good. and you flop and the ref calls it and it right. wins you the game in a primetime slot, that do took, you celebrate? You should grab took, the microphone at half court and say, I'd like to. It's like that terrible commercial <laughs> yeah. where the kid owns yeah. up to touching <laughs> yeah, the ball yeah, last yeah. before it, was it goes out of bounds. Ref. Yeah. But with the, that PSA is an unrealistic pile of crap. Theo, with that analogy right there. In basketball, it takes coordination and execution and timing and just physical ability to kind of put yourself outside of the restricted area, set your feet. Yeah. Like that takes hard. Kyle, what Kyle Lowry does is is a masterpiece. Like he's so good at it. What James Harden and Joel Embiid are able to do that takes a lot of skill. What Taylor Heineke did was what we don't see on every other play in the NFL. This guy goes down behind the line of scrimmage, taking a sack, and two guys coming to sack him cannot stop themselves. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's I, tough. I like Ken's baseball analogy because, yeah, you would celebrate rounding the bases if you did hit a cheap pop fly and you got caught in the lights and you won the game. Here's what you're getting caught up in, the machismo of football. 
No doubt. You live in a fantasy world, even though you you don't know it. Because I think common sense for you, I if think you really thought it. about it, it would dictate that, hey, you do anything you can do to win. You did that as a player, and oh my I God. guarantee you, you would do the same thing Taylor Heineke did. Yeah. And you'd celebrate after it. But you do get caught up. I already in, told you I would have acted hurt. Yeah, you're right. You would have been, you would have, and that would have been more embarrassing than <laughs> celebrating it. And Stone's like, oh, I separated my shoulder. The same and then person? five minutes later, he's like high-fiving people. Yes. Weren't, weren't you against the Devontae Adams dude that uh, if he would have faked hurt? Weren't you on the other side of that? This is different because Taylor Heineke's getting an $832,000 game check. Even and that cameraman reason. is uh, not. Mm. Okay. Man, it's classes. Yeah. Classes. Cla- uh, yeah, wow. that's right. It, wow. An elitist. Get quiet uh-huh. in here. <laughs> so, so, for me, that's a winning play. Broke-ass cameraman. <laughs> like, and there's what? millions of dollars on the line in this football game as well, so it's a little different. The higher stakes. It, there's there's millions of dollars on the line for Taylor Heineke to get himself a contract extension. That's what I'm saying. Or to get a job elsewhere. Like, right. So, again... Taylor Heineke made a winning play yeah. last night. That's a winning play. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, you're caught up in the, the machismo fiscal aspect of football. You want it to be real because you like to believe that in football, it's it goes one way. It's 100% all physical. Any mistake that's made, it's being too overly aggressive. No. Taylor Heineke, lowly old Taylor Heineke, punked. Straight up punked. XFL, the, the, uh, Yes. Punked the last remaining NFL undefeated team. And that doesn't sit well with you, but that's winning football, winning play. Taylor Heineke is my week 10 winner. The real machismo in me wants to say, well, if you're the Eagles, you shouldn't be in that position in the first place. Like, you guys shouldn't have been down five. You shouldn't have done this and that. Correct. I really stand on that side, most importantly, but the celebration is what gets me. But yeah. I do say that don't even be in that situation. Like, Stone, don't lose the game like that. Stone, I'm looking at a video of what I believe to be you flopping outright oh as somebody hits you and laying out on the field as if you were dead. Is this at Southern Illinois? Yes. It is a big-time playoff game. <laughs> Wait, in a playoff game, you faked injury? He is, I acted dead. He acted literally like, concussed. like the dude hit him. Oh he threw God, the ball dude. down the field. The dude hit him and... Stone literally, you know the p- position you would make if you're doing snow angels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did that except for he wasn't doing snow angels. He or, just left his so his you arms spread limbs, your arms spreading. like they were gonna bring out and draw a chalk <laughs> outline around you like it was a murder scene. And I gave it a good five seconds as if I was out cold, hoping for a flag. And then we went into the timeout. And I asked the ref, you know, what else would I have needed to do there? Like be bloody. And I, yeah, I did. I had to sell out. How hard did he get hit? Don't pop. It was not hard. You want to see? I sent a text in a group text. To uh, it was so, so hard. We need to put that on social media. <laughs> it was not We hard. need to put on social media Stone, who's sitting here ripping Taylor Heineke for flopping last night and then celebrating after the flop. We need we need uh, to release to the masses a playoff game at the Division yes. One college football level. The starting quarterback for Southern Illinois, Stone Lebanowitz, Barely being touched and then throwing his body to the ground <laughs> as if he has been murdered. It was also a terrible flop, by the way. I don't know who this angel is that sent it to me. A four hundred four Atlanta. Do you know who that is? I, I to be honest, I do. That would be my father. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'll put it like this: If I did get the flag and the automatic first in the S, you would keep acting dead. Listen, I would not celebrate whatsoever. I would get to the sideline. Knuckle bump, knuckle bump, <laughs> off camera, knuckle bump. You owe me dinner, dude. Like, knuckle bump. I'm not. How? Move the chain. You were like a Tyler Heineke You were a total fraud. But I just can't wait till you watch the video, Ken, because the it, it looked like a toddler's reenactment of, like, acting like they're hurt because 
It was not believable at all. He literally flops his arms out. Oh, come on, Stone. I just saw it. Was like you get you get hit clean, you get pushed. You didn't even yeah. get wrapped up. You got pushed, and then you fly to the ground and you flop out your arms like you've been murdered. I would argue that I was playing for a contract as well. Like I was playing for a longer stint at Southern Illinois University. Same situation as old Taylor Heineke. That is Total fraudulent behavior. Like, yes, he pushed you with enough force for you to fall down. I'll give you that. But then the, <gasps> his arm, he didn't push you in a way that would make your arms and legs shoot out as if you yeah. were trying to cover as much surface area as possible. It's like you lost possible. control of your limbs. All right, we're going right. to tweet that out. We're gonna, Ex- I'll, I'll tweet that out at KLV 106. I was trying to fool the referees as if I lost control of all my limbs. So I gave you a better acting job than Tyler Heineke not even hiding it. Taylor Heineke got an NFL official to throw a flag. You... Got embarrassment and ridicule on this radio show. No. They didn't, they didn't, even, he didn't even get a flag. flag. He didn't even get a flag. Of course they didn't throw a flag because I, anybody could tell that, that was you, you sold it too hard. And this kid, this clip of him flopping lives forever and he didn't yes. even get a flag. And then he's on the sideline whining about it. You can see it. He's, he's arguing with the official from the sideline. So, yeah, I actually You're bit, a baby, I, too. I, I bit some of my tongue off during that hit. And during the time no, I, no, asked, no. I asked the referee, I showed him my tongue, and I was like, if you would have seen my tongue, would you have called it? And he said, probably not. I was really <laughs> no, trying to What find- happened is he didn't bite it while he got hit. Yeah. He bit it after Afterwards. he hit his back on the ground, yeah. throwing himself to the turf. He probably hit himself in the face with his own <laughs> elbow, and that's what caused him to bite his tongue. It's an allegation. Dude, you are a fraud. Who is your Week 10 NFL winner? Mine is Taylor Heineke. Don't listen to the hypocrite fraud, Stone Lebanowitz. Taylor Heineke (laughs) made a winning play. Who is your player or coach winner in Week 10 of the NFL? Your player or coach individual winner in Week 10 of the NFL. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. 760-3776 and tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Now, Stone, before we get to Theo's, you know who's not a Week 10 winner individually is Theo Dorsey. That is right. So let's go back oh to Friday. This oh, is now Friday. We're pulling the uh-huh. This was 72 hours oh before my. Monday Night Football. The Eagles and the Commanders. This was the bold second half of the season prediction from Theo Dorsey. My bold prediction, and to some it may not seem so bold, but I've been kind of standing ten toes on this one for the past three or four weeks, so i got to stick with it. I think the Eagles, in what the 50th think? year anniversary of the Miami Dolphins running the table in the regular season, I think the Miami or the Philadelphia Eagles finished the regular season perfect. I don't know if they... Really? I, I no. think the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles, who are 8-0 right now, they would have to win nine games consecutively. And it doesn't look like there's too many tough ones left except for the Cowboys and the Giants. I I got the Eagles running the table in the regular season. Hosted that bold prediction lasted 72 hours (laughs) and a total of one game before it got blown up. Well, you know what? That's how we know it was bold, right? (laughs) We can't call them bold predictions (laughs) if they can't get shot down. Bold face wrong. Yes, yes. So, so Theo's not an individual winner in week 10 of the NFL, but who is Theo after this run of games in week number 10? Okay, you're right. I wasn't a winner. I, that that did hurt. That did hurt. That did hurt. Um, so I have to go easily with Justin Jefferson, um, Minnesota yes. Vikings. Uh, not only did he stake his claim as potentially the greatest regular season catch of all time with what he did on fourth and eighteen for the Vikings, he also in to, to, in order to win an MVP as a positional player in the NFL, you have to have 
big, big moments. You have to have the storyline. You have to have narrative. And Justin Jefferson, more than maybe anybody else in the NFL right now, will have the biggest claim at positional player who can enter his name in the MVP race. Nobody's going to ever say Kirk Cousins is the reason why the Vikings are winning. Absolutely At this not. point. And Justin Jefferson's going to get – he's going to put up numbers. He's going to contend with Tyree for the receiving crowns in, in all three areas. And that team goes as he goes. And everybody will always be able to look back at the overtime game against the Bills. Again, the big bad Bills where Justin Jefferson was literally unguardable. I'm telling you, that Justin Jefferson catch, and my initial reaction to it was that was not only better than, but appreciably better than what the previous greatest regular season catch ever was, Odell Beckham. And I get it, ODB reaching behind him, catching it by the nose of the football, but this was not only that, but it also was with a defender draped all over him. That defender also has his full weight on the football as they're coming to the ground. And Justin Jefferson has the forearm strength to keep his arm Mm. up, holding the football off the turf, and then cradle Mm -hmm. it to his body as he's rolling onto his back. I mean, it's one part going up and grabbing the football. Of course. But the other part is I don't know how he had the forearm and bicep strength to keep the defender who's pushing down on the ball with all his weight to keep the ball up off of the turf. That that defied yeah. all human ability. And he's not like built like A.J. Brown. Right. No. He's kind of spindly. He's, he's kind of crazy. He's not even built like Tyreek Hill. Yeah. It, it took me six or seven seconds after watching that catch to immediately go to Odell Beckham yeah. and why that one was better. Yeah. Same exact thought process. Because it's, it's the end part of the play for me that makes it better because, again, I don't understand how he was so strong to keep – his, his whole it's not arm even from that. getting hit against the turf. For me, it's being upside down with your head being down yeah. there for you to have the, like, I don't know, awareness of where your arm's at, where you're falling, what you're going to land on, just to be thinking about that ball is in my hands right now, and I that's ridiculous. But this, is, this also goes to... The, oh, well, Tua, he, uh, he underthrows deep balls. Okay, but every other quarterback can just throw it up, say a prayer, and say, hey, elite wide receiver, go make a play. Tua does it with Tyree Kill. Kirk Cousins, everybody knew where he was going with that ball. That was fourth there and was 18. no other option. It's fourth and 18, so he literally just threw it into the heavens, said, what would Jesus do? And Justin Jefferson said, I am football Jesus, mm. and I'm doing this. And he made that catch. That is the greatest regular season catch ever. Yeah, yeah That's a great one. Yeah. Justin Jefferson, he is Theo's winner in Week 10 of the NFL season. Taylor Heineke is my winner in Week 10 of the NFL season. Who is your player or coach winner in Week 10 of the NFL year? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Let's get to the phone. Scott is in Jupiter. Scott's on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Scott? Hey, Ken. Good. I uh, Since you're collecting receipts today from Theo, I, w- I was just curious what his thoughts were on uh, the NFL not being successful in Europe. I'll hang up and listen to his explanation. <laughs> Appreciate you, Scott. I never. When did I say the NFL won't be successful in Europe? You were doubting some things. I just was saying you're going to have to sell a lot of people on 
literally picking up and moving their lives over there, which is not a did, crazy you know thing. What, to say. You know what players are going to do? They're going to get NFL contracts and then pick up their lives and move over yes, to Europe. But I'm not talking about the guys that are just getting into the league. I'm just saying in general, it's going to be a, it's going to be somewhat of a hurdle that they're thinking about. Stone, I'm not the only guy thinking this. Stone, if you were if you were coming out of Southern Illinois and you were going to be a top two round draft pick, would you rather go to play for the Munich? Meat munchers, that's what Theo <laughs> named them because there's oh a lot of goodness. sausages in Munich, yeah. <laughs> I don't would, know if the NFL... You don't even have to name a second option. He would yeah. rather go I play for the... weights can't wait to pound those guys. Yeah, the, the <laughs> Munich meat munchers, the London bridges, or the London fog, I think we said. I kind of love Or that the one. Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm 100% going to Germany. Did you yeah. hear that Bayern but crowd after it was the awesome. game? It's European soccer crowds are obviously the best. Not what they're I'm, obviously tier one. So for somebody like me, like or a bro. player with a personality, I'm gone. But See what you. if you what Absolutely. if you have what if you have family members you need to take care of that can't pick up and move to Germany that you want to be with during the season on your off day? What if they can't go to Seattle? Well, they can go to Seattle, but you know how older some older family members are not going to pick up their life and move to Germany. They're still going to enjoy watching somebody that they love. No, it's not about them enjoying it. In this something is, that they're you passionate can, these about. Are real you can say life about anywhere, issues Theo. about coaching, coaches, about uh, personnel. If you're, if team, you're from Carroll City and you have an elderly grandmother, she's going to have just as difficult a time getting to Seattle unless oh, no, you strap her to the top of the she's, car and drive her across yeah, the country. Not, all you got to do. She's you not going to strap grandma to the top of the car and got on the road. Come on, grandma. Across the lake. She's never going to have to go to Seattle because you're going to move her over to Malibu in that $2.2 right. million dollar house and when she can watch direct, the game from there. Exactly. When that direct deposit but hits. Some, when your meat puncher direct hey, deposit hey, hits. Hey, money can't buy happiness, right? Money can't. And money can't be there for your grandma when she wants to watch her sitcom with you and she wants to hold your hand and watch Days of My Life. All right? It's a really so solid I'm the one argument. that cares about family? I guess I'm the only one that cares about family on Ken Levickle. Get on FaceTime. We hustle. We, me and Ken always talk about getting to that bag. <laughs> yeah, get that bag. If it Y'all are it. thinking about... You heard yeah. Skip Bayless and his wife? He told her straight up. You're right. I forgot. You come second behind my passion in that sport. Oh, I thought he was talking about something said? else. Have you not heard this? No. We'll get to it on the other side. Did he, is there actual he, like, he audio of him saying? He this on a podcast, yeah. He says Ernstie knew from the day on our first date that she was always going to come second. To my love for sports. Oh, my she knows God. It now like we talk about it. Oh, yeah. If I called my wife right now <laughs> and I told her that when I get home tonight, there you know what's no going to happen? The old package is getting the old ripped off of my body. Let's, like that is. Let's, pra- let's all text our significant other. Hey, just see want what you happens. to know from here on out, you'll come second in my life. Yeah. That's genius. Let's all text it and see what we get back. That is genius. Like one of those TikTok trends or something. <laughs> I'm actually legitimately nervous. I'll be right. scared to but do it. For the show. Yeah. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. The show must go on. Who who is your player coach winner in week 10 of the NFL season? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Oh, man, I love telling you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Because of Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, they are taking care of your foot and ankle pain. If you need to see an expert in the field, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, 
combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash ortho. We'll return. Who was... Your player or coach winner in week 10 of the NFL season, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. He's Theodore WP WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Hey, a reminder. We are on Monday broadcasting live from Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach. And tell me, Stone, it's not just that we're broadcasting live from Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach. What comes on? What starts immediately after our show on Monday? USA, USA, yes! USA. What does the Believe one do? The, do the, uh, I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. The U.S. and Wales Did World Cup backstory. Oh, oh, darn it, okay. I was going to quiz Theo if he knew what we were talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did World you not Cup. know? World Cup, World Cup. Okay. <laughs> Are y'all, y'all ready for the World Cup, Chet? Yeah. Ready? World Cup. World I believe Cup. that we will win. I believe that we, we will, will win the World Cup. I believe that we will win. We'll work on that okay. with Theo. Yeah, we we'll work on that We're, with Theo. Plus, they got to add on the World Cup part so people know exactly what they're trying to win. Okay. Yeah. All right. Noted. Noted. But, you but, just relay that to the fans in the stands. Wales. <laughs> Wales, if you thought you were upset about Queen Elizabeth, wait until you see what happens Monday. Wow. Mm. Wow. That's a little low. And then, hey, England, you thought you were upset about yeah. Queen Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Wait until you see what happens on Black Friday. <laughs> oh, it's going to happen on Black Friday, too. That's yeah. my favorite Friday. Woo. Sorry, we have Woo. to pile on to uh, wow. to the United Kingdom, but them's the rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Stormhouse Brewing, <laughs> North Palm Beach. We're broadcasting live 12 to 2 from Stormhouse Brewing, where you can enjoy their craft beer made on site by their German-trained master brewer, the delicious Full menu. That's right, a craft brewery with a full menu. And make Stormhouse Brewing your headquarters for the World Cup. They have all the TVs, all the matches, everything you need at Stormhouse Brewing. But you can come out to Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach. It is 12 to 2, Ken Levick alive at 1 o'clock. Stars and Stripes Today begins where Julian Zaldivar and Elias Bustamante join the show as well. Before every U.S. match, an hour-long pregame show, Stars and Stripes Today, we are the only radio station in all of South Florida, terrestrial radio, that has World Cup-only shows, and it starts Monday here on ESPN 106.3. But come join us at Stormhouse Brewing for the United States and Wales. Am I invited for this one? Of course. And we're going to keep working on your chant. Yes, that's what we'll, – we'll, we'll, we'll cook up a good chant by the time we get there because y'all have done these shred days without me, and I just want to make sure that this one I'm able to come to because you guys – I originally thought it was teeing up a shred day. Yeah. But Stormhouse Brewing a lot. Yeah. Don't worry, there's a shred day on Wednesday. Oh, I'm off. That's, that'll be Jeanette. Yeah. She'll, pull up, she'll pull up on y'all. See, you miss another another shred day. I'll go get shredded while y'all do shred day, nice. and then we'll meet All back right. on I like Monday. That. I yeah. like that. Uh, Ricky tweets in. We're talking about our, our, our player coach winner 
in Week 10 of the NFL season. Your player-coach winner, Week 10 of the NFL. I say Taylor Heineke. Last night, taking that rough in the pasture, then celebrating the flag, that's winner behavior. Justin Jefferson, freak of nature. How the hell did he make that catch on 4th and 18 to keep the Vikings alive and eventually an overtime win? Theo says it's Justin Jefferson, and uh, that's a great one. Who is your player-coach winner in Week 10? 888-760-3776. 888 888- 7603776 at KL10 uh, KLV1063 on Twitter. Ricky says Jelf Wilson Jr. is the biggest winner because now Tua has a dependable running game. Watch out, NFL. Jeff Wilson Jr. is a pretty good one. He's good. That dude flat out won over a hundred yards rushing. He hits the second level extremely, extremely Ooh. quickly. God, does he fit that system well? What a move from Chris Greer. It seemed like a throwaway move just to fill a hole in the backfield. Jeff Wilson Jr. is turning out to be one of the most important players on offense for the Dolphins. Yeah, that first step is underrated, along with Tyreek yeah. Hill and Jalen Waddell. Like, these guys get going in a hurry. Still got Mostert. That, that's, a, that's a strong, it is. strong, like, yeah. like cupboard of weapons. It'll mask Ooh. the uh, offensive line. That, that, yeah. that we and have. the entire defense. <laughs> the entire defense. Oh, God, imagine some of these track race games in the playoffs for our Miami Dolphins. Sounds great. But the weather's not going to be good enough. That's right. The weather's going to be, the two is going to struggle in the weather. No, hey. Jeff Wilson Jr. is awesome. And again, that offset, if there's any issues with Tua throwing in the elements, which I think is nonsense, suddenly you have a prolific running game. Like, that's helpful. That's super helpful. Did we get the Skip Bayless, by the way? Yes, we did. Okay, Skip Bayless, I did not know that he straight up told his wife. Now, do you think Skip really did this, or he's just trying to seem tough? On it, he, This is his podcast, right? The Skip Bayless podcast? Yes, it is. There's no way he said it in the manner in which he said it on the podcast. Like, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't see him, because it's just an unrealistic way to, like, it's does always he try to come off like bad. a badass? Does yeah, he try- yeah, he tries to come out like, I told her. You know, and every dude does that after, after they've <laughs> yeah, already had yeah. the actual So I came home and I told her, yeah. baby, this is how I'm living my life. When in reality, it's... Come on. Can 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 you just come to bed? Yeah, he, but I'll say he took this. her to dinner. This is the typical uncle at the barbecue, right? Just saying yeah. some outlandish stuff. The problem is, does that Skip offend Bayless, you? Does that offend you if Skip is the analogy of the uncle at the barbecue? I've never been at any kind of barbecue where Skip would that oh, Skip yeah. would be at. Where Skip's the uncle? Yeah, but, but, but I mean, hold hey. on, hold on. I didn't finish the analogy because if you're saying that that's the case, like that's usually the uncle. You come around, he starts saying these outlandish things. Like, oh, back in my day, or I said this. The problem is Skip Bayless is that uncle at the barbecue. They're like, so he probably did he say probably this. Did, in the but they way always he did. they always exaggerate. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's almost like if you ask your dad or your uncle about a fight they had when they were twelve, like <laughs> they were like, oh, I took his kneecaps out, and this, and it's like, did that happen? Did that actually happen? How did it really go? That's right. Or did you guys swing at each other twenty well, times and miss? Let's hear it. Maybe based. Maybe maybe I'll hear this tone and say, all right, maybe he had this conversation with his yeah. wife. But let's. This is Skip Bayless from his podcast, the Skip Bayless podcast, uh, about the time he told his his future wife, "Baby, you come second to my career." The reason I have so appreciated Tom Brady operates on several personal levels for me, a family level and an age level. If you'll excuse the digression, I chose in my 20s, as I was coming up in this business, to not have children. I married not my high school sweetheart, but my junior high sweetheart. And one reason we didn't make it was I knew she wanted kids And I knew the deeper I got into my career, 
I just couldn't have kids. I am obsessed to this moment with what I'm doing right here, right now with you. I live for this. Hold on, stop it for a second. It's my whole life. Is there is there anybody out there listening to this that is like, thank God Skip Bayless yeah. made the sacrifice for me. Oh, thank this. God I Skip Bayless has sacrificed having children <laughs> so that he can give all of himself to me. Yeah. There's nobody out there who is thanking the heavens <laughs> that Skip Bayless decided to put his all in his life to bring the masses his sports takes. Not a single person. Yeah. What is he talking about? I, I for one, am glad that he did dedicate his life to sports broadcasting instead of creating more Skip Baylesses. Because that, <laughs> honestly, you know, I can, I can mute him on Twitter. Bro, is there ever a time you see someone on Twitter or on Facebook where they're just trolling, trash-talking, saying deplorable things, and you look at the profile picture and they have – a kid to their laughter, they're flanked mm, by their own children, yeah. and you say to yourself, oh my God, I feel terrible that that person has spawned. Yeah, Because it's happening to me more and more often on a daily basis. I think it's a hobby, me looking at people's profiles. And yeah, making I, I can't believe, how, like, th- some kids, some kids of privilege start at like second or third in that analogy. There are kids, though, <laughs> because their parents are meatball ignorant dopes, just dip leaps yeah. that are starting in the dugout in negative territory. They're done. Man. Yeah, they're in negative. They're yeah. behind the sticks. Yeah, they're all. It's not complimentary football. No, for them. no, 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 <laughs> no, no. It's just fifteen yard penalty after fifteen yard yeah. penalty or a series of holds. Yeah, and that's where they're starting. All right, more of Skip Bayless giving giving himself to you like Jesus. What would Jesus do? It's it's my calling. Oh, it's God. not a job. It's my passion. It's what I was born to do. And what I want to continue to do as long as my personal situation will allow it. I then, after that relationship ended, my first marriage, I had a longer-term relationship with another woman. What is going on? And in the end, she just had to have children. I said, I can't. I I tried to get there, and I couldn't get there. What does that mean? I just knew I was going to have to move to move up. That's how this business works. Children can move with and you, by And I way. just knew that if I continue to work nights and weekends the way I do obsessively, that... This seems I, like fake hustle, Stone. Father. Skip Bayless I, is fake hustle, I'd be I think. as horrible a father oh. as my father was for other reasons. I wasn't going to inflict that upon kids. Not fair, not worth it. No, I'm married to this. I'm married to the game. Then I met my wife, Ernestine, 17 years ago in New York City. Mm-hmm. On our first date, as oh, she will attest, I go. said, hey, if, if this happens to go anywhere, I'm sorry, but I'm declaring myself up front. You'll always be number two to my job, which is my life, which is my passion. This guy, man. She was taken aback, but she said, okay, I got it. She'd like to say now I'm calling she's BS on one that. A, I'm calling BS on that. She was taken aback. Yeah, but she's all right. To my obsession. Like, you... Come on, on the first date. Skip Bayless has... He's a household name, right? Like, we can agree. He's, oh, my goodness, He's yes. brought himself to a point where he is a, a household name. Pioneer. So I'll give him credit with that. But I'm, I'm obsessed. I'm married to the game. Dude, you sit on TV for four hours a day... 
and you just mindlessly debate sports. Like, I feel like we do that, and I'm not going to sit here going on some deliberate soliloquy to tell you how I'm married to the game. Oh, my goodness. That's not... What, what is he... What is Skip Bayless doing more than, than us on a daily basis? Be honest. What oh. is he doing more on mm. a daily basis Ooh. than us three? Those I had my photos. ass in Gainesville last night, made a day trip there, drove my ass back, 6 a.m. got on the road to get here to do a radio show. Should I have a soliloquy about how uh, my wife and my family is second? Because you know what? I'm just married to the game. What does that even mean? That's such bloviating nonsense. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. It's also weird to utter out on a first date. Yeah, that's weird. Um, it's not it if you're be, about that life. Hey, if I will say it's gutsy. Hey, <laughs> if this goes call. anywhere, just know you're number two. Well, it's gutsy, just like the dude. Check, who, please. We all have those friends, right? And I'm sure I don't know if we all have the friend, but the I'm friend sure that that's a little too upfront with women and what you know, like it's cool to be upfront with what you want. <laughs> I like that guy though. So, baby, you like what you see? Right. Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. guy. That guy. So it's like, baby, you coming over? Exactly. Am I coming over? That guy. Or like, you look good. He tells the chick right. Right off the rep. You look great. Damn, now, baby, you look great. I don't know about those shoes, though. Everybody take a step back. Think of up, baby? who I'm that guy up. looks like, though. <laughs> that guy don't look like Skip Bayless. Talking about the Dolphins. That's right. Yeah. And that's the difference. Nah, Skip Bayless was probably suave 25 <laughs> years ago. We <laughs> can't do that. No way. Skip 25 Bayless. years ago, he was a columnist for the Chicago Tribune. Yeah. Trust me, mm. I read him. There was nothing suave Skip about Bayless Skip Bayless. Bayless. Yeah, that, that, Ken, what charisma. Ken asked, is there anything that Skip Bayless is doing more? And I think I Making might, money? I might argue. Yeah, besides that. <laughs> I might make the argument that, that you know we do more because... I can guarantee you that Skip Bayless is not staying up two nights, three nights a week till 2 a.m. to watch the Los Angeles Lakers lose by 12. Well, I think every he does because he hate watches LeBron. He's made an industry That's out of right. just subtweeting yeah. LeBron. But me, but like, I weird. put, you know, I, I give up my sleep to watch yeah. this uh, Russell Westbrook saga go down. Like, I don't think Skip Bayless is doing that. While, while uh, eating pierogies off your belly. Exactly. While In bed. fueling my body for the next day, for the next <laughs> mm. show yep. that we're putting out. Like, I'm watching the Lakers lose by 12 to the Portland Trailblazers. Like, I don't think Skip's got that in his, his I re- just, resume. Like, there's no way Skip's grinding, right? Like, he's not grinding. <laughs> he's he's, no, he's not grinding that. anymore. He grinded back then. I'll yeah, give him yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sure he, he, he grinded. Yeah. All yeah. jokes grinded. aside, I'm buying every but word see, he's um, saying. You love Amer- it. He's, this guy's cut from a different cloth, Skip. He's, he's bred different. Bred different. I don't know, man. He just... I don't, I don't know, man. It just seems know. like he's trying to talk himself up to, into a badass that doesn't exist. It's not cloth. It's sandpaper. He's hard body. <laughs> Jesus, God. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. In a couple of minutes, Dusty May, FAU basketball coach. That is a grind. That's grinding. Going up to Florida, getting the job done, beating the Gators. We'll talk to a guy married to the game. He's on the grind. Dusty May, FAU head basketball coach, in just a few minutes. Theo Dorsey, WP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. We're all grinding. We're married to the game, and we're live on ESPN 106.3. Here's a message from Ken Levicka. Time to find a Week 10 winner, and all I can tell you, it's not going to be anybody in a Philadelphia uniform. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark, get set, go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up! Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. 
flying high today. The Eagles aren't, but I am. The Eagles took a pellet gun and have plummeted from the sky. There are no longer any undefeated teams remaining in the NFL, but there are a ton of winners from Week 10 in the NFL. But I feel like a winner today. Why is that? Why do I feel like a winner today? Because, damn it, last night I called one of the upsets of the early college basketball season. Mm -hmm. Florida Atlantic rolls up to Gainesville and hands the Gators that L. Now, big L. Take that, Gators. Enjoy it. Tell me how it tastes. Ken Levick alive on a Tuesday here on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app, but on your smart speaker. And in John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, off of the hot muggy, you know the drill, Intracoastal. Stone the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights, Radio Life Partner. He runs this catastrophe, per usual, until 2 o'clock. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29 in his regular Tuesday spot just to my left and also a special Ken Levick alive happy birthday to the Dominican Queen Jeanette Javier who is back from her European vacation and she will be back in studio tomorrow. Before we we get into what happened with the Commanders and the Eagles last night, I I, I know that on this show we tend to... What would you say, Stone? We have a little bit of an edge to us, right? We're, we're very critical at times of people and things, and we're not afraid to speak our minds sometimes in a negative connotation. Edge? I can, I can get down with yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I, though, and I think that gets misconstrued as, as me being just... Pes- pessimistic. Old, a pessimistic, old curmudgeon Now, those things are true, mm. but it's not the <laughs> absolute say. rule. Right, right. I mean, fine. Maybe majority of the time, I am absolutely those things. But I do feel great privilege a lot of the time to do what I'm doing, especially when it culminates in what I was able to experience last night. So yesterday, you guys did a great job, by the way, taking the keys to the show. Uh, Thank you for letting me join on the phone for like 40 minutes because that (laughs) drive to Gainesville Mm. is an abomination. It is just see nothing, want to throw yourself out of your car while you're making that drive. So that'll help pass the time. Uh, But I went up to Gainesville last night and Florida Atlantic. That's right. Uh, not exactly a college basketball powerhouse. I have I have called FAU basketball games since 2007, and I have called a total of, count them, five winning seasons. <laughs> five winning seasons oh since goodness. 2007. Four of those have come in the last four years. Man, that's like yeah. bordering Knicks territory. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the, FAU, I, FAU has definitely been it. the college basketball <laughs> Knicks. Yes. <laughs> what? Stone's going to get on me for that. I thought we bashed the Knicks on this show. Well, no, we're owl heavy. I know we're owl heavy, but I'm just saying five winning seasons. No, it is an apt comparison. Yes, Yes. thank you. It is an apt comparison. But Dusty May in the last four years has done a great job with that basketball program. If you don't know about Dusty May, if you've never heard of Dusty May, I get it. But there's a good chance, and I hate to say it as an FAU guy, you're going to start hearing the name Dusty Mays. We get closer to the end of the season mm. when he starts becoming a name that's put out there for big college jobs. But last night, his team went to Gainesville, and it always you realize how fortunate you are when you're put in a position like I was last night where you're able to call a big upset, a massive upset, an FAU 
beat Florida last night, 76-74 in Gainesville. And I'm telling you, and Theo, I don't know if you've been a part of this. I think Stone probably has when you're in uh, opposing territory, right? Mm. And you go in there and you're not expected to win and then things start to go poorly or spiral for the home team this is like thanksgiving at the in-laws yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yes go. yes very similar good analogy <laughs> but you start to hear like the nervous murmur and uh, the inevitable the, yeah it, it almost for the home team when the underdog comes in it seems like wait a minute this can't be happening this can't be happening then you start to get the surrender cobras and all of that that to me that's sports life Right there, and I've only experienced it a couple of times. FAU basketball has beaten Illinois in the past on the road, Ohio State on the road, UCF on the road, but it was different at the Odom because it's in-state. This is the Florida Gators. This is uh, a a first-year, hot-shot, young head coach rolling in, and FAU went up there and handed them an L at their home. 12-and-a-half-point underdogs. I have a quick question, though, because isn't Dusty May's son on the Gators? He is. How was that? which presented another unique aspect to last night. And it just so happens Dusty May is going to join us, and you can ask him okay. that at 1 o'clock here today how on much, Ken Levick Alive. How much celebrating can you do within the house if you know, it's bunch. a house divided? Apparently those two didn't talk all week. <laughs> yeah. They didn't talk all week because Dusty doesn't want Todd Golden, the new head coach of Florida, thinking, oh, yeah, oh, the, uh, yeah. The, kid, the kids feed me information. Now, That's real. Hey, Gators, real. Gators, don't worry. We don't need any information. Just take the L. No, and yeah, you guys didn't even need the points, right? You can nope. keep them. We're going to win this yeah, thing keep, outright. Exactly. It's funny, Theo, you just brought up that his son, you know, on the opposing team because I was going to say going into opposing territory, like what always – motivated me I've been in a few of those situations was like knowing that I was ruining somebody's human life for that next few wow. days or that week like it you're got, spoiling their, I, their I, mood I, I got off on it like ah. those Florida Gator fans like this is tried and true right big brand their day basketball sucks today and football their day it's sucks awesome. today their week sucks today that coach's life sucks watching film all those kids have to go through that like that for me really made me play better made me dial in more just kind of looking in the stands and realizing Oh, this is not going to be good for y'all. Made me dial. Well, when FAU went to Florida and brought them to overtime in 2015, that was my previous, oh, my God, this might Mm. be happening. Mm. And, oh, my God, 85,000 people are freaking out right now. So... 2022 FAU basketball finished the job that 2015 (laughs) FAU football couldn't. Congratulations to Dusty May. Everybody in that FAU basketball program, they are great, great people there. By the way, uh, not only is Dusty May's son on the Florida basketball team, but uh, uh, one of of Dusty May's assistants, because he was at Florida with Mike White, Dusty May was. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another guy who was at Florida with him is top assistant Kyle Church. Uh, Two members of FAU's first staff under Dusty May, ended up going to Florida. Now we're at Georgia with Mike White, FAU's former director of basketball operations, a Florida grad, is is at Georgia now. Like, there's storylines all over the place. Oh, so it's man. just good stuff. It's good, good, it's good stuff. It's juicy. So congratulations to FAU. It's a great local story. If you didn't give two dams about FAU basketball until now, fine. I'm good with it, but now you might want to start paying attention because legitimately this FAU basketball team, they had some expectations coming into the year. Those have skyrocketed now. This is going to be a team that's going to be discussed as a sexy pick to go to the NCAA tournament. So just know that. Hey, that would be uh, that's going to be great for us to be Hell able yeah. to cover that down here, too. Absolutely. I'm excited. I'm pumped. No Absolutely. doubt about it. I think my favorite part about your call, listening to the final call that you put out on social media. I can't legally yeah. play it on ESPN 106.3, the calls from the FAU basketball radio network. So... 
If you want to hear them, just go to Twitter at KLV1063. Yeah, in there you dropped the line that this was Dusty May's signature win yeah. at Florida Atlantic. Like that just, come on, it don't get any better. Dusty May's a hell of a coach. And I hate to, and I'm not going to ask him about it because that's not, hey, so uh, you looking for other gigs now that you beat Florida the day after he beats Florida and there's still <laughs> 80% of the season left to go? But, um, but well, make me do it. Just don't, don't be surprised if you start hearing his name pop up when some of these ACC jobs open up, maybe some of these Big 12 jobs open up as you get through the month, month of February. And also, if you haven't, go on FAU Men's Basketball's Twitter page. That locker room celebration is awesome. top notch. It's sexy, right? Top notch. It's good stuff. So, Dusty, man joins us right around 1 o'clock as FAU celebrates a big upset college basketball win over Florida. Speaking of upsets, an NFL upset last night. Stone, what was the line for last night's game? Do you remember? Yeah, so it was minus 11 as far as the Eagles side, and they were minus 550 on the money line, I believe. Minus 11, and it was an 11-point difference. That's right. Vegas knew something. Just had the wrong team. Just the other side. Yeah, the mm-hmm. Commanders mm-hmm. win thirty-two to twenty-one last night, and Theo texted as I'm still coming down from calling that FAU upset win over Florida. I'm now starting to side eye the game a little bit because it's late in the fourth quarter. I know the Eagles are trailing. I hadn't seen yet when I read Theo's text, gentlemen. Looks like we have something to talk about tomorrow. <laughs> I hadn't yet seen. With uh, the Commanders up a score, yep. it was 26-21 with a minute 50 left to go. A third and seven. Taylor Heineke, he gets sacked, but then this happens on ESPN. They're going to throw on third down and seven. Instead, Heineke wisely, and now a flag, wow. and that's going to, in essence, end the game. A roughing the passer penalty where Taylor Heineke goes down, nestles himself into the turf, and then takes brief contact and throws himself to the ground to draw the flag, and the game at that point is over. You can focus on the turnover, the face masks that wasn't called, but the game really ended right there with the roughing the passer penalty, and Taylor Heineke absolutely flopped, like soccer flopped. Like LeBron flopped, yeah. right? Yeah, he he didn't. Um, that push was not enough to make him go flying no. back like he did. Yeah. But what I am going to say about that is when you are a backup quarterback and you're trying to prove to a team that I can do this, I'm the guy. And Taylor Heineke's had some close calls and has played pretty well in his NFL career. A out of nowhere Old Dominion product. Here's a flex here. I called two of his college football games when he was at Old Dominion mm-hmm. when they played Florida Atlantic. Go Monarchs. Go Monarchs, who are in the Sun Belt now, so I couldn't give two bleeps about <laughs> them. Uh, but uh, when when you are in a spot where you're trying to prove yourself, you're trying to pick up. You mentioned the signature win call I made yep. when, when FAU beat Florida last night for Dusty May. You're looking for your signature win. You almost had into the playoffs two years ago against, against the, the Patriots. Exactly. Or against the Buccaneers. I'm sorry. And... You've done well in spot action, and this is your chance to take out the lone undefeated team in the NFL. You do anything you can do to win, even if it comes off as cheap. Because for me, I look at that and I say, uh, it's got to be frustrating for Eagles fans. And yeah, was it a little bit soft? But is that competitive as hell? 
Absolutely. You take any edge you can get when you have the best team on the ropes. And the Eagles were on the ropes for a variety of reasons. And Taylor Heineke made a decision where, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot. I'll take the ridicule after the fact if it doesn't work. But you know what? The contact came. He knows the rules. He understands the points of emphasis and what the officials are looking for. And you can call him soft. You can say he flopped. But that's a winning football play. Taylor Heineke is a winner. And he is the reason that the Commanders won last night. And he's the reason that game got put away. Whether you like it or not, my Week 10 winner is Taylor Heineke for the flop, whatever you want to call it, on the roughing the passer with a minute 50 left to go on third and seven last night. It's it's actually, the more I think about it, it's like the antithesis. Antithesis. Oh. Say it again. Antithesis, my God. There we go. Antithesis. Yeah, antithesis. Or that. Antithesis. Or antithesis. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got a little tongue-tied. It's early still for me. Whoa. Antithesis. Okay, well, you know what? We don't have to keep on harping on my mistake. Let's talk to the great I'll just clip it. I'll just clip it. I'll bring it up next We'll go back to that. (laughs) So it's the opposite of what Carson Wentz would have did in that situation where he probably would have threw the ball into double coverage somehow or fumbled it. And and you think about if you're a quarterback in the NFL – there should be, just like back in the day when I was a kid, I had this little bracelet, this little wristband that said WWJD. What would Jesus do? Uh-huh. That directed my path. I figured out, hey, you know what? Jesus would not slap that kid in the face for, you know, <laughs> taking a candy bar from me. I'm going to turn the other cheek, whatever. The question is, is there a spot where Jesus would slap a kid in the face? I don't necessarily think so. I don't. Am I, am like, I qualified maybe, to make that okay, call? No. So, 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 all right. So maybe the kid has like, a, like an issue of the cheek. And you know Jesus put you, put his hands uh, on you. Got it, and you're so, cured. Yes, Need so maybe not a beard. not a hard slap, but a little tap on the cheek might cure. Or, you know, he had different can't ways. Get of your shoes people. off the couch, <laughs> Jesus. You know what? what? We had Tyler Cameron in here last week, and he talked about cheek checks. I can see Jesus giving check. out cheek oh, checks. Oh yeah, a little cheek Jesus checks. Like you, can give a cheek like check. you've been yeah. acting up. Bing bing, and you give him a little. That actually, that story is in Deuteronomy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cheek check, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the cheek check. Nice. Jesus moved. Chapter three, verse twelve through fifteen. Now that was eight. That was BC for sure. No, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, or, no. Or is it AD? AD. AD. No. It have to, well, it can't be AD or BC. It had to be right there. I in think the middle. it was Antithetha. Well, it depends. If it's the first <laughs> hey, thirty-three, wait, if it's the first thirty-three years of AD, then yes, it is. It, he, he he died at thirty-three, right? Yeah, allegedly. 33. Allegedly, according 33. to uh, according to Bible reports. The well, the Bible. That's the that's the good. That's the gospel. That the is the gospel. Allegedly, um, he just threw that one. Let's off. go yeah. back. I haven't been to church in like two years, so my Bible stories <laughs> getting mixed up. It <laughs> might have been in Deuteronomy. Your, your head's about um, to light on fire. Back to what I was saying. All quarterbacks in the NFL should have a wristband around them that says, "What would Tom Brady do?" Right. And I, I don't think, hate that. I think that's exactly what we would have expect, expected from Tom Brady. Not just him flopping after being pushed, but then looking to the ref for the call and then celebrating yes. the fact that he if got the Brady, ref for the passer call. That's the thing. If Tom Brady did that last night, you know what we would do? We would stand and say, that's my God, that is just a GOAT play that's right a winner. there. Listen. He just knows how to get the job done. But instead, this guy, Stone, and I'm looking at you. Yes, Stone. Right before we went on the air, <sighs> the you antithesis. are beating and moaning and, oh, that's cheap. And, ah, yeah. Taylor Heineke. Sucks, Stone. You are a hypocrite because you would put Tom Brady on a pedestal. You would love him. In the same season where all of these roughing calls are taking millions of dollars out of guys' pockets, 
We're blaming the referees. It's become the NBA. Taylor Heineke takes a charge to end the game <laughs> against, let's call the Eagles, the Milwaukee Bucks right now. And so was it Brandon Graham that, that it, it was? So it, 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 it was six foot two, 275 pound Brandon Graham, who obviously can't stop any of his momentum. So yeah, who would the Washington Commanders be in the NBA? Uh, the Washington Command. The well, well why not go straight to Washington? Washington? How about now? Oh about yeah, the Wizards. Wizards? Yeah. So, good call. So so Kyle, a lot easier than Kyle, Kyle Kuzma takes Looking a charge. Kyle Kuzma takes a controversial charge on Gian, Giannis Antetokounmpo late in the game, and the game's over. And this dude that on an analogy NFL is field. weird. Brandon Graham and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, Brandon Graham's like, okay. He's not. Yeah, Giannis. <laughs> Giannis. Let's no, give him. Okay. Let's Drew Holiday. Let's Drew Holiday. Yeah, there you go. Good Fine. Call. Whatever. Whatever makes the most controversial. It's Giannis because these guys are undefeated, looking to go seventeen and zero. And this guy celebrates getting the roughing call. Like I would have been okay, and we spoke about this if he laid down and had his arm cranked this way and his neck that so way. So faking like, an injury. injury is better to you. Because at least would have sold some people watching. Like, oh man, he got hit. Like that's why they threw the flag. He's hurt. But then we would have watched the slow motion and realized he barely got Of course got we would have. But then, that's called lying. What would Jesus do? Yeah. So, WWJD, dude. So basically, instead of he's lying, that's a good call. <laughs> but instead, Taylor Heineke robs the ten-year-olds candy bars and then celebrates it. Basically, like I just ruined your guys' undefeated season by. A really, really cheap call. We all know it was cheap and bad, and he's celebrating in front of the refs. Like, mm. thanks for giving me that call. So wait, First down, I just beat the – it's cheap. It, it's It's cheap. cheap to celebrate that you made a winning play and you punked the other team. Like, you just beat the only remaining undefeated team Ugh. in the NFL. And a division rival. Too. And a division rival. Oh, night football. The commanders are absolutely, by the way, in the playoff discussion now they in the be. NFC. That was a huge Sick. win for them. And so you made a winning play. You baited a mistake or at least goaded an official into throwing the flag. I'd celebrate too. You can't just, oh, well, ho-hum, I did it a cheap way. Hell no, you beat the Eagles. Who cares how you did it? You said baited and goaded. You should have used cheated. Like, he cheated the refs. That's fine to say. It's gamesmanship. Gamesmanship in every single sport is used with athletes, and we can't call I'll just say it like this. I'd be on your guys' side with a game-winning play. Love the guy's story. I want to get behind it just as if 90% of the masses is. But with the celebration, it turns me off. The celebration is the only thing that so ruins the only it for you. Thing. But what Stone is saying then is if you have a walk-off play in baseball, it's an error, and that drives in the winning run, you shouldn't celebrate shouldn't it. celebrate. Yeah. Or if there's a, a pitch a two inches one. off the plate and the umpire rings you up, and that's the end of the game, the pitcher and catcher shouldn't celebrate. Nobody should celebrate. Or what about, let's take the, your basketball analogy. That's if really you, stifling. If you take that's a charge good. and you flop, and the ref calls it, and it right. wins you the game in a primetime slot, that do took, you celebrate? You should grab took, the microphone at half court and say, I'd like to, it's like that terrible commercial <laughs> yeah. where the kid owns yeah. up to touching <laughs> yeah, yeah, the ball yeah, last before it, was it goes off out of bounds. Ref. Yeah. But with the, Theo, that PSA is an unrealistic pile of crap. Theo, with that analogy right there, in basketball, it takes coordination and execution and timing and just physical ability to kind of put yourself outside of the restricted area, set your feet. Yeah. Like that takes hard. Kyle, what Kyle Lowry does is is a masterpiece. Like he's so good at it. What James Harden and Joel Embiid are able to do that takes a lot of skill. What Taylor Heineke did was what we don't see on every other play in the NFL. This guy goes down behind the line of scrimmage, taking a sack, and two guys coming to sack him cannot stop themselves. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's I, tough. I like Ken's baseball analogy because, yeah, you would celebrate rounding the bases if you did hit a cheap pop fly and you got caught in the lights and you won the game. Here's what you're getting caught up in, the machismo of football. No doubt. You live in a fantasy world, even though you you don't know it, 
Because I think common sense for you, I if you really thought it. about it, it would dictate that, hey, you do anything you can do to win. You did that as a player, and oh my I God. guarantee you, you would do the same thing Taylor Heineke he did, yeah. and you'd celebrate after it, but you do get caught up. I already in, told you I would have acted hurt. Yeah, you're, oh, you, right. <laughs> you would have been, you would have, and that would have been more embarrassing than Wait. celebrating it. And Stone's like, oh, I separated my shoulder. And then person? five minutes later, he's like high-fiving people. Yes. Weren't, weren't you against the Devontae Adams dude that uh, if he would have faked hurt, weren't you on the other side of that? This is different because Taylor Heineke's getting an $832,000 game check. Even and that cameraman is uh, not. Mm. Okay. Man, it's classes. Yeah. Classes. Cla- uh, yeah, wow. that's right. It, wow. An elitist. Get quiet in uh-huh. here. <laughs> so, so, for me, that's a winning play. Broke-ass cameraman. <laughs> like, and there's what? millions of dollars on the line in this football game as well, so it's a little different. The higher stakes. It, there's there's millions of dollars on the line for Taylor Heineke to get himself a contract extension. That's what I'm saying. Or to get a job elsewhere. Like, right. So, again... Taylor Heineke made a winning play yeah. last night. That's a winning play. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, you're caught up in the, the machismo fiscal aspect of football. You want it to be real because you like to believe that in football, it's it goes one way. It's 100% all physical. Any mistake that's made, it's being too overly aggressive. No. Taylor Heineke, lowly old Taylor Heineke, punked. Straight up punked. XFL the, the, uh, Yes. Punked the last remaining NFL undefeated team. And that doesn't sit well with you, but that's winning football, winning play. Taylor Heineke is my week 10 winner. The real machismo in me wants to say, well, if you're the Eagles, you shouldn't be in that position in the first place. Like, you guys shouldn't have been down five. You shouldn't have done this and that. Correct. I really stand on that side, most importantly, but the celebration is what gets me. But yeah. I do say that you don't even be in that situation. Like, Stone, don't lose the game like that. Stone, I'm looking at a video of what I believe to be you flopping outright oh as somebody God. hit you and laying out on the field as if you were dead. Is this at Southern Illinois? Yes. It is a big-time playoff game. <laughs> Wait, in a playoff game, you faked injury? He is, I acted dead. He acted literally <laughs> like, concussed. like the dude hit him. Oh he threw the God, ball dude. down the field. The dude hit him and... Stone literally, you know the p- position you will make if you're doing snow angels. Yeah, he did that. Except for he wasn't doing snow angels. He or, just left his, le- so his arms. So you spread your arms like they were gonna bring out and draw a chalk <laughs> outline around you, like it was a murder scene. And I gave it a good five seconds, as if I was out cold, hoping for a flag. And then we went into the timeout, and I asked the ref, you know, what else would I have needed to do there? Like be bloody. And I, yeah, I did. I had to sell out. How hard did he get hit? Stone flop. It was not hard. You want to see? I sent a text in a group text. To uh, it was so, so hard. We need to put that on social media. <laughs> it was not We hard. need to put on social media Stone, who's sitting here ripping Taylor Heineke <laughs> for flopping last night and then celebrating after the flop. We need we need uh, to release to the masses a playoff game at the Division yes. I college football level. The starting quarterback for Southern Illinois, Stone Banowitz barely being touched, and then throwing his body to the ground <laughs> as if he has been murdered. It was also a terrible flop, by the way. I don't know who this angel is that sent it to me, a 404 Atlanta. Do you know who that is? <sighs> I, I, to be honest, I do. That would be my father. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'll put it like this. If I did get the flag and the automatic first in the SEC You would keep acting dead? Listen, I would not celebrate whatsoever. I would get to the sideline. Knuckle bump, knuckle bump, <laughs> off camera, knuckle bump. You owe me dinner, dude. Like, knuckle bump. I'm not. How? Move the chain. You were like Tyler Heineke was. You were a total fraud. But, I just can't wait till you watch the video, Ken, because the it it looked like a toddler's reenactment of like acting like they're hurt because 
It was not believable at all. He literally flops his arms out. Oh, come on, Stone. I just saw it. Was like you get you get hit clean, you get pushed. You didn't even yeah. get wrapped up. You got pushed and then you fly to the ground and you flop out your arms like you've been murdered. I would argue that I was playing for a contract as well. Like I was playing for a longer stint at Southern Illinois University. Same situation as old Taylor Heineke. That is Total fraudulent behavior. Like, yes, he pushed you with enough force for you to fall down. I'll give you that. But then the, <gasps> his arm, he didn't push you in a way that would make your arms and legs shoot out as if you yeah. were trying to cover as much it's surface like area as possible. you lost control of your limbs. All right, we're going right. to tweet that out. We're gonna, Ex- I'll, I'll tweet that out at KLV 106. I was trying to fool the referees as if I lost control of all my limbs. So I gave you a better acting job than Tyler Heineke not even hiding it. Taylor Heineke got an NFL official to throw a flag. You... Got embarrassment and ridicule on this radio show. No. They didn't they even, didn't even get a flag. flag. <laughs> he didn't even get a flag. Of course they didn't throw a flag because I, anybody can tell that, that was you, you sold it too hard. And this kid, this clip of him flopping lives forever and he didn't yes. even get a flag. And then he's on the sideline whining about it. You can see it. He's he's arguing with the official from the sideline. So, yeah, I actually You're bit, a baby, I, too. I, I bit some of my tongue off during that hit. And during the time, no, I, no, asked, no. I asked the referee, I showed him my tongue, and I was like, if you would have seen my tongue, would you have called it? And he said, probably not. I was really <laughs> trying to What find- happened is he didn't bite it while he got hit. Yeah. He bit it after Afterwards. he hit his back on the ground, yeah. throwing himself to the turf. He probably hit himself in the face with his own <laughs> elbow, and that's what caused him to bite his tongue. It's an allegation. Dude, you are a fraud. Who is your Week 10 NFL winner? Mine is Taylor Heineke. Don't listen to the hypocrite fraud, Stone Lebanowitz. Taylor Heineke (laughs) made a winning play. Who is your player or coach winner in Week 10 of the NFL? Your player or coach individual winner in Week 10 of the NFL. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Now, Stone, before we get to Theo's, you know who's not a Week 10 winner individually is Theo Dorsey. That is right. So let's go back oh, to Friday. This oh, is now Friday. We're uh-huh. See, this was 72 hours oh, before my. Monday Night Football. The Eagles and the Commanders. This was the bold second half of the season prediction from Theo Dorsey. My bold prediction, and to some it may not seem so bold, but I've been kind of standing ten toes on this one for the past three or four weeks, so i got to stick with it. I think the Eagles in what the 50th think? year anniversary – of the Miami Dolphins running the table in the regular season, I think the Miami or the Philadelphia Eagles finished the regular season perfect. I don't know if they really. I I nope. think the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles, who are eight and zero right now, they would have to win nine games consecutively, and it doesn't look like there's too many tough ones left, except for the Cowboys and the Giants. I I got the Eagles right. running the table in the regular season. Hosted. That bold prediction lasted 72 hours and a total of one game before it got blown up. Well, you know what? That's how we know it was bold, right? <laughs> we can't call them bold predictions if they can't get shot down. Bold face wrong. Yes, yes. So, so oh, my goodness. Theo's not an individual winner in Week 10 of the NFL, but who is Theo after this run of games in Week number 10? Okay, you're right. I wasn't a winner. I, that, that did hurt. That did hurt. That did hurt. Um, so I have to go easily with Justin Jefferson. Um, Minnesota Vikings Uh, not only did he stake his claim as potentially the greatest regular season catch of all time with what he did on fourth and 18 for the Vikings he also in in order to win an MVP as a positional player in the NFL you have to have 
big, big moments. You have to have the storyline. You have to have narrative. And Justin Jefferson, more than maybe anybody else in the NFL right now, will have the biggest claim at positional player who can enter his name in the MVP race. Nobody's going to ever say Kirk Cousins is the reason why the Vikings are winning. Absolutely At this not. point. And Justin Jefferson's going to get – he's going to put up numbers. He's going to contend with Tyree for the receiving crowns in, in all three areas. And that team goes as he goes. And everybody will always be able to look back at the overtime game against the Bills. Again, the big bad Bills where Justin Jefferson was literally unguardable. I'm telling you, that Justin Jefferson catch – and my initial reaction to it was that was not only better than, but appreciably better than what the previous greatest regular season catch ever was, Odell Beckham. Yeah. And I get it, ODB reaching behind him, catching it by the nose of the football. But this was not only that, but it also was with a defender draped all over him. That defender also has his full weight on the football as they're coming Two to the hands. ground. And Justin Jefferson has the forearm strength to keep his arm up, mm. holding the football off the turf and then cradle mm-hmm. it to his body as he's rolling onto his back. I mean, it's one part going up and grabbing the football. Of course. But the other part is I don't know how he had the forearm and bicep strength to keep the defender who's pushing down on the ball with all his weight to keep the ball up off of the turf. That that defied yeah. all human ability. And he's not like built like A.J. Brown. No. He's kind of spindly. He's, he's crazy. He's not even built like Tyreek Hill. Yeah. It, it took me six or seven seconds after watching that catch to immediately go to Odell Beckham yeah. and why that one was better. Yeah. Same exact thought process. Because it's, it's the end part of the play for me that makes it better because, again, I don't understand how he was so strong to keep his, his whole it's not arm even from that. getting hit against the turf. For me, it's being upside down with your head being down yeah. there for you to have the, like, I don't know, awareness of where your arm's at, where you're falling, what you're going to land on, just to be thinking about that ball is in my hands right now, and I that's ridiculous. But this is this also goes to the, oh, well, Tua, he, uh, he underthrows deep balls. Okay. But every other quarterback can just throw it up, say a prayer, and say, hey, elite wide receiver, go make a play. Tua does it with Tyree Kill. Kirk Cousins, everybody knew where he was going with that ball. That was fourth and there was 18. no other option. It's fourth and 18. So he literally just threw it into the heavens, said, What would Jesus do? And Justin Jefferson said, I am football Jesus, mm. and I'm doing this. And he made that catch. That is the greatest regular season catch ever. Yeah, yeah that's a great one. Yeah. Justin Jefferson. He is Theo's winner in Week 10 of the NFL season. Taylor Heineke is my winner in Week 10 of the NFL season. Who is your player or coach winner in Week 10 of the NFL year? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Let's get to the phone. Scott is in Jupiter. Scott's on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Scott? Hey, Ken. Good. I, uh... Since you're collecting receipts today from Theo, I, w- I was just curious what his thoughts were on uh, the NFL not being successful in Europe. I'll, I'll hang up and listen to his explanation. <laughs> Appreciate you, Scott. I never. When did I say the NFL won't be successful in Europe? You were doubting some things. I just was saying you're going to have to sell a lot of people on 
literally picking up and moving their lives over there, which is not a did, crazy you know thing what, to say. You know what players are going to do? They're going to get NFL contracts and then pick up their lives and move over yes, to Europe. But I'm not talking about the guys that are just getting into the league. I'm just saying in general, it's going to be a, it's going to be somewhat of a hurdle that they're thinking about. I'm not Stone, the only guy thinking this. Stone, if you were, if you were coming out of Southern Illinois and you were going to be a top two-round draft pick, would you rather go to play for the Munich Meat Munchers? That's what Theo <laughs> named them because there's oh a lot of goodness. sausages in Munich. Yeah, <laughs> I don't would, know if the NFL. You don't even have to name a second option. He would yeah. rather go I play can't for the wait to pound those guys. Yeah, the the <laughs> Munich Meat Munchers, the London Bridges, or the London Fog. I think we said. I kind of love. Or that the one. Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm 100 percent. Going to Germany. Did you yeah. hear that Bayern but crowd after it was the awesome. game? It's European soccer crowds are obviously the best. Not what they're I'm, obviously tier one. So for somebody like me, like or a bro. player with a personality, I'm gone. But See what ya. if you what Absolutely. if you have what if you have family members you need to take care of that can't pick up and move to Germany that you want to be with during the season on your off day? What if they can't go to Seattle? I, well, they can go to Seattle, but you know how older some older family members are gonna, not going to pick up their life and move it to Germany. They're still you. going to enjoy watching somebody that they love. No, it's not about them enjoying it. In this something is, that they're you can, passionate about. These are about. real you can say life anywhere, issues Theo. about coach, coaches, about uh, personnel. If you're, and if you're from Carroll City and you have an elderly grandmother, she's going to have just as difficult a time getting to Seattle and they just strap her to the top of the car and drive her across the country. She's not going to strap grandma to the top of the car and got on the road. Come on, grandma. Across the lake. She's never going to have to go to Seattle because you're going to move her over to Malibu in that $2.2 right. million dollar house and when she can watch direct, the game from there. Exactly. When that direct deposit but hits. When your meat monster direct hey, deposit hey, hits. Hey, money can't buy happiness, right? Money can't. And money can't be there for your grandma when she wants to watch her sitcom with you and she wants to hold your hand and watch Days of My Life. All right? It's a really so solid I'm the one argument. that cares about family? I guess I'm the only one that cares about family on Ken Levick Get on FaceTime. We hustle. We, me and Ken always talk about getting to that bag. Yeah, get that bag. <laughs> if it Y'all are it. thinking about... You heard Skip Bayless and his wife? He told her straight up. You're right. I forgot. You come second behind my passion in that oh, sport. I he Is was that what he said? Else. Have you not heard this? No. We'll get to it on the other side. Did he, is there actual he, like, he audio of him saying? He said this on a podcast, yeah. He says Ernstine knew from the day on our first date that she was always going to come second to my love for sports. Oh, my she knows God. It now like we talk about it. Oh, yeah. If I called my wife right now <laughs> and I told her that when I get home tonight, there you know what's no going to happen? The old package is getting the old ripped off of my body. Let's, like that is. Let's, crack, let's all text our significant other. Hey, just want you happens. to know from here on out, you're come second in my life. Yeah, that's genius. Let's all text it and see what we get back. That is genius. Like one of those TikTok trends or something. Oh, I'm actually legitimately nervous. I would all be right. scared to but do it. But for the show, yeah. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. The show must go on. Who who is your player coach winner in Week 10 of the NFL season? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Oh, man, I love telling you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Because of Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, they are taking care of your foot and ankle pain. If you need to see an expert in the field, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. 
will return. Who was your player or coach winner in Week 10 of the NFL season? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. He's Theodore CWP WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBecca Live on ESPN 106.3. Hey, a reminder. We are on Monday broadcasting live from Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach. And tell me, Stone, it's not just that we're broadcasting live from Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach. What comes on? What starts immediately after our show on Monday? USA. USA. Yes! USA. What is the believe one? Do the do the I, I believe that we will win. I, I believe that, that we will win. win. I believe that we will win. Woo! The US and Wales it's, World Cup Axel. Oh, oh, darn Cup. it. Okay. I was gonna quiz Theo if he knew what we were talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did World you not Cup. know? World Cup. World Cup. Okay. <laughs> Are y'all y'all ready for the World Cup chat? <laughs> ready? World Cup. Well, World I believe Cup. that we will win. I believe that we, we will, will win the world. I believe that we, I believe that we right. will win. We'll work on that okay. with Theo. Yeah, we'll, we'll work on that we're, with Theo. Plus, they got to add on the World Cup part so people know exactly what they're trying to win. Okay. Yeah. All right. Noted. Noted. But, you but, just relay that to the fans in the stands. Wales. <laughs> Wales, if you thought you were upset about Queen Elizabeth, wait until you see what happens Monday. Wow. Mm. Wow. That's a little low. And then, hey, England, you thought you were upset about yeah. Queen Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Wait until you see what happens on Black Friday. <laughs> oh, it's going to happen on Black Friday, too. That's yeah. my favorite Friday. Woo. Sorry, we have Woo. to pile on to uh, wow. to the United Kingdom, but them's the rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Stormhouse Brewing, North Palm Beach. We're broadcasting live 12 to 2 from Stormhouse Brewing, where you can enjoy their craft beer made on site by their German-trained master brewer, the delicious Full menu. That's right, a craft brewery with a full menu. And make Stormhouse Brewing your headquarters for the World Cup. They have all the TVs, all the matches, everything you need at Stormhouse Brewing. But you can come out to Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach. It is 12 to 2, Ken Levick alive. At 1 o'clock, Stars and Stripes Today begins, where Julian Zaldivar and Elias Bustamante join the show as well. Before every U.S. match, an hour-long pregame show, Stars and Stripes Today, we are the only radio station in all of South Florida, terrestrial radio, that has World Cup-only shows, and it starts Monday here on ESPN 106.3. But come join us at Stormhouse Brewing for the United States and Wales. Am I invited for this one? Of course. And we're going to keep working on your chant. Yes, that's what we'll, – we'll, we'll, we'll cook up a good chant by the time we get there because y'all have done these shred days without me, and I just want to make sure that this one I'm able to come to because you guys – I originally thought it was teeing up a shred day. Yeah. But Stormhouse Brewing a lot. Yeah. Don't worry, there's a shred day on Wednesday. Oh, I'm off. That's, that'll be Jeanette. Yeah. She'll, pull up, she'll pull up on y'all. See, you miss another – Another shred day. I'll go get shredded while y'all do shred day. Nice. And then we'll meet All back right. on I like Monday. That. I like yeah. that. Uh, Ricky tweets in. We're talking about our, our, our player coach winner in week 10 of the NFL season. Your player coach winner week 10 of the NFL. I say Taylor Heineke. Last night, taking that rough in the pasture, then celebrating the flag. That's winner behavior. Justin Jefferson, freak of nature. How the hell did he make that catch on fourth and 18 to keep the Vikings alive and eventually an overtime win? Theo says it's Justin Jefferson and... 
that's a great one. Who is your player coach winner in Week 10? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. At KL 10, uh, KLV1063 on Twitter. Ricky says, Jelf Wilson Jr. is the biggest winner because now Tua has a dependable running game. Watch out, NFL. Jeff Wilson Jr. is a pretty good one. He's good. That dude flat out won over 100 yards rushing. He hits the second level extremely, extremely Ooh. quickly. God, does he fit that system well. What a move from Chris Greer. It seemed like a throwaway move just to fill a hole in the backfield. Jeff Wilson Jr. is turning out to be one of the most important players on offense for the Dolphins. Yeah, that first step is underrated along with Tyreek yeah. Hill and Jalen Waddell. Like, these guys get going in a hurry. Still got mustard. That, that's, a, that's a strong, it is. strong, like, yeah. like, Covered of weapons. It'll mask the uh, offensive line. That, that, yeah. that we and have. the entire defense. <laughs> the entire defense. Oh, God, imagine some of these track race games in the playoffs for our Miami Dolphins. Sounds great. But the weather's not going to be good mm, enough. That's right. The weather's going to be, the two is going to struggle in the weather. No, hey. Jeff Wilson Jr. is awesome. And again, that offset, the hit, no. if there's any issues with Tua throwing in the elements, which I think is nonsense, suddenly you have a prolific running game. Like, that's helpful. That's super helpful. Did we get the Skip Bayless, by the way? Yes, we did. Okay, Skip Bayless, I did not know that he straight up told his wife. Now, do you think Skip really did this, or he's just trying to seem tough? On it, he, This is his podcast, right? The Skip Bayless podcast? Yes, it is. There's no way he said it in the manner in which he said it on the podcast. Like, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't see him, because it's just an unrealistic way to, like, it's Does always he try to come off like bad. a badass? Does yeah, he yeah, he tries to come out like, I told her. You know, and every dude does that after, after they've <laughs> yeah, already had yeah. the actual So I came home and I told her, yeah. baby, this is how I'm living my life. When in reality, it's, come on. Can, can, can you just come to bed? Yeah. He, but I'll say he took this. her to dinner. This is the typical uncle at the barbecue, right? Just saying yeah. some outlandish stuff. The problem is. Does that, offend you? does that offend you if Skip is the analogy of the uncle at the barbecue? I've never been at any kind of barbecue where Skip would that oh, Skip yeah. would be at. Where Skip's the uncle. Yeah. But, but, I mean, but hold, hey. on. hold on. I didn't finish the analogy because if you're saying that that's the case, like that's usually the uncle, you come around and he starts saying these outlandish things. Like, oh, back in my day, or I said this. The problem is Skip Bayless is that uncle at the barbecue. They're like, so he probably did say this. He probably this did, in but they always, they always exaggerate. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's almost like if you ask your dad or your uncle about a fight they had when they were 12. <laughs> like They were like, oh, I took his kneecaps out. And, this, and it's like, did that happen? Did that actually happen? How did it really go? That's right. Or did you guys swing at each other 20 times well, and miss? Let's hear it. Maybe based, maybe, maybe I'll hear this tone and say, all right, maybe he had this conversation with his yeah. wife. But let's, this is Skip Bayless from his podcast, the Skip Bayless podcast, uh, about the time he told his, his future wife, baby, you come second to my career. The reason I have so appreciated Tom Brady operates on several personal levels for me. A family level and an age level. If you'll excuse the digression, I chose in my 20s, as I was coming up in this business, to not have children. I married not my high school sweetheart, but my junior high sweetheart. And one reason we didn't make it was I knew she wanted kids And I knew the deeper I got into my career, I just couldn't have kids. I am obsessed to this moment with what I'm doing right here, right now with you. 
I live for this. Hold on, stop it for a second. It's my whole life. Is there is there anybody out there listening to this that is like, thank God Skip Bayless yeah. made the sacrifice for me. Ooh, thank this. God I think Skip Bayless has sacrificed having children <laughs> so that he can give all of himself to me. Yeah. There's nobody out there who is thanking the heavens <laughs> that Skip Bayless decided to put his all in his life to bring the masses his sports takes. Not a single person. Yeah. What is he talking about? I, I for one, am glad that he did dedicate his life to sports broadcasting instead of creating more Skip Baylesses. Because that, <laughs> honestly, you know, I, <laughs> can, I can mute him on Twitter. Bro, is there ever a time you see someone on Twitter or on Facebook where they're just trolling, trash-talking, saying deplorable things, and you look at the profile picture and they have – a kid to their laughter, they're flanked by their own children, yeah. and you say to yourself, oh my God, I feel terrible that that person has spawned. Because yeah. it's happened to me more and more often on a daily basis. I think it's a hobby, me looking at people's profiles. And yeah, making I, I can't believe, how, like, th- some kids, some kids of privilege start at like second or third in that analogy. There are kids, though, <laughs> because their parents are meatball ignorant dopes, just dip bleeps yeah. that are starting in the dugout in negative territory. They're done. Man. Yeah, they're in negative. They're yeah. behind the sticks. Yeah, they're all. It's not complimentary football. No, for them. no, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, no. It's just fifteen yard penalty after fifteen yard yeah. penalty, or a series of holds. Yeah, and that's where they're starting. All right, more of Skip Bayless giving giving himself to you like Jesus. What would Jesus do? It's it's my calling. Oh, it's God. not a job. It's my passion. It's what I was born to do. And what I want to continue to do as long as my personal situation will allow it. I then, after that relationship ended, my first marriage, I had a longer-term relationship with another woman. What is going on? And in the end, she just had to have children. I said, I can't. I I tried to get there, and I couldn't get there. What does that mean? I just knew I was going to have to move to move up. That's how this business works. Children can move with and you, by the way. I just knew that if I continue to work nights and weekends the way I do obsessively, that... This seems I, like fake hustle, father. Stone. Skip Ellis is fake hustle, I'd be I think. as horrible a father oh. as my father was for other reasons. I wasn't going to inflict that upon kids. Not fair, not worth it. No, I'm married to this. I'm married to the game. Then I met my wife, Ernestine, 17 years ago in New York City. Mm-hmm. On our first date, as oh, she will attest, I go. said, hey, if, if this happens to go anywhere, I'm sorry, but I'm declaring myself up front. You'll always be number two to my job, which is my life, which is my passion. This guy, man. She was taken aback, but she said, okay. I got it. She'd like to say now I'm calling she's BS on that. A, I'm calling BS on that. She was taken aback. Yeah, but she's all right. To my obsession. Like, you... Come on, the first date. Skip Bayless has... He's a household name, right? Like, we can agree. He's, oh, my goodness, He's yes. brought himself to a point where he is a a household name. Pioneer. So I'll give him credit with that. But I'm, I'm obsessed. I'm married to the game. Dude, you sit on TV for four hours a day... And you just mindlessly debate sports. Like, I feel like we do that. 
And I'm not going to sit here going on some <laughs> deliberate soliloquy to tell you how I'm married to the game. Oh, my goodness. That's not what, – what is he – what is Skip Bayless doing more than, than us on a daily basis? Be honest. What Those, is he doing more on a daily basis ooh. than us three? Those I had my photos? ass in Gainesville last night, made a day trip there, drove my ass back, 6 a.m. got on the road to get here to do a radio show. Should I have a soliloquy about how uh, my wife and my family is second? Because you know what? I'm just married to the game. What does that even mean? That's such bloviating nonsense. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. It's also weird to utter out on a first date. Yeah, that's weird. Um, it's not it if you're be, about that life. Hey, if I will say it's gutsy. Hey, <laughs> if this goes call. anywhere, just know you're number two. Well, it's gutsy, just like the dude. Check, who, please. We all have those friends, right? And I'm sure I don't know if we all have the friend, but the I'm friend sure that do. that's a little too upfront with women and what you know, like it's cool to be upfront with what you want. <laughs> I like that guy though. What's up, baby? You like what you see? Right. Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. guy. That guy. So it's like, baby, you coming over? Exactly. Am I coming over? That guy. Or like, you look good. He tells the chick right. Right off the rep. You now, look great. Damn, now, baby, you look great. I don't know about those shoes, though. Everybody take a step back. Think of the What's up, baby? who I'm that guy up. looks like, though. <laughs> that guy don't look like Skip Bayless. Talking about the Dolphins. That's right. Yeah. And that's the difference. Nah, Skip Bayless was probably suave 25 <laughs> years ago. We <laughs> can't do that. No way. Skip 25 Bayless. years ago, he was a columnist for the Chicago Tribune. Yeah. Trust me, mm. I read him. There was nothing suave Skip about Bayless Skip Bayless. Yeah, that, that, what Ken, charisma? Ken asked, is there anything that Skip Bayless is doing more? And I think I Making might. Making money? I might argue. Yeah, besides that. <laughs> I might make the argument that, that you know we do more because... I can guarantee you that Skip Bayless is not staying up two nights, three nights a week till 2 a.m. to watch the Los Angeles Lakers lose by 12. Well, I think he does because he hate watches LeBron. He's made an industry That's out of right. just subtweeting yeah. LeBron. But me, but like, I put, you know, I, I give up my sleep to watch yeah. this uh, Russell Westbrook saga go down. Like, I don't think Skip Bayless is doing that. Wow. Wow. Uh, eating pierogies off your belly. Exactly. While in bed. Fueling my body for the next day, for the <laughs> next show yep. that we're putting out. Like, I'm watching the Lakers lose by 12 to the Portland Trailblazers. Like, I don't think Skip's got that in his, his I re- just, resume. Like, there's no way Skip's grinding, right? Like, he's not grinding. <laughs> he's no, he's not grinding that. anymore. He grinded back then. I'll yeah, give him yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sure he, he, he grinded. All yeah, jokes grinded. aside, I'm buying every but word it, he's um, saying. You love Ameri- it. He's, um, this guy's cut from a different cloth, Skip. He's, he's bread different. Bread different. I don't know, man. He just... I don't, I don't know, man. It just seems know. like he's trying to talk himself up to, into a badass that doesn't exist. It's not cloth. It's sandpaper. He's hard body. <laughs> Jesus, God. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. In a couple of minutes, Dusty May, FAU basketball coach. That is a grind. That's grinding. Going up to Florida, getting the job done, beating the Gators. We'll talk to a guy married to the game. He's on the grind. Dusty May, FAU head basketball coach, in just a few minutes. Theo Dorsey, WP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. We're all grinding. We're married to the game, and we're live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBecca Live on ESPN 106.3. Hey, a reminder. We are on Monday broadcasting live from Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach. And tell me, Stone, it's not just that we're broadcasting live from Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach. What comes on? What starts immediately after our show on Monday? USA. USA. Yes! USA. What is the believe one? Do the do the 
Uh, I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. I the U.S. and Wales World Cup Axel. Oh, World Cup. Oh, darn it. Okay. I was going to quiz you if you knew what we were talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did World you not Cup. know? World Cup. World Cup. Okay. <laughs> Are y'all, y'all ready for the World Cup, Chad? Ready? World Cup. World I World believe Cup. that we will win. I believe that we, we will, will win, win the I World Cup. I believe that we right. will win. We'll work on that okay. with Theo. Yeah, we'll, we'll work on that with Theo. Plus, they got to add on the World Cup part so people know exactly what they're trying to win. Okay. Yeah. All right. Noted. Noted. But, you but just relay that to the fans in the stands. <laughs> Wales, Wales, if you thought you were upset about Queen Elizabeth, wait until you see what happens Monday. Wow. Mm. Wow. That's a little low. And then, hey, England, you thought you were upset about yeah. Queen Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Wait until you see what happens on Black Friday. <laughs> oh, it's going to happen on Black Friday, too. That's yeah. my favorite Friday. Oof. Sorry, we have Oof. to pile on to, uh, wow. to the United Kingdom, but them's the rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Stormhouse Brewing. <laughs> North Palm Beach, we're broadcasting live 12 to 2 from Stormhouse Brewing, where you can enjoy their craft beer made on site by their German-trained master brewer, the delicious full menu. That's right, a craft brewery with a full menu. And make Stormhouse Brewing your headquarters for the World Cup. They have all the TVs, all the matches, everything you need at Stormhouse Brewing. But you can come out to Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach it is 12 to 2. Ken Levick alive at 1 o'clock. Stars and Stripes today begins where Julian Zaldivar and Elias Bustamante join the show as well. Before every U.S. match, an hour long pregame show, Stars and Stripes today. We are the only radio station in all of South Florida, terrestrial radio, that has World Cup only shows. And it starts Monday here on ESPN 1063. But come join us at Stormhouse Brewing for the United States and Wales. Am I invited for this one? Of way? course. All right. mm. And we're going to keep working on your chant. Yes, that's what we'll, – we'll, we'll, we'll cook up a good chant about the time we get there because y'all have done these shred days without me, and I just want to make <laughs> sure that this one I'm able to come to because you guys – I originally thought it was teeing up a shred day. Yeah. But Stormhouse Brewing a lot. Yeah. Don't worry, there's a shred day on Wednesday. Oh, I'm off. That's, that'll be Jeanette. Yeah. She'll pull up. She'll pull up on y'all. See, you miss another – Another shred day. I'll go get shredded while y'all do shred day. Nice. And then we'll meet All back right. on like Monday. That. I like yeah. that. Uh, Ricky tweets in. We're talking about our, our, our player coach winner in week 10 of the NFL season. Your player coach winner week 10 of the NFL. I say Taylor Heineke. Last night, taking that rough in the passer, then celebrating the flag. That's winner behavior. Justin Jefferson, freak of nature. How the hell did he make that catch on fourth and 18 to keep the Vikings alive and eventually an overtime win? Theo says it's Justin Jefferson and... Uh, that's a great one. Who is your player coach winner in Week 10? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. At KL 10, uh, KLV1063 on Twitter. Ricky says Jelf Wilson Jr. is the biggest winner because now Tua has a dependable running game. Watch out, NFL. Jeff Wilson Jr. is a pretty good one. He's good. That dude flat out won over 100 yards rushing. He hits the second level extremely, extremely Ooh. quickly. God, does he fit that system well. What a move from Chris Greer. It seemed like a throwaway move just to fill a hole in the backfield. Jeff Wilson Jr. is turning out to be one of the most important players on offense for the Dolphins. Yeah, that first step is underrated, along with Tyreek yeah. Hill and Jalen Waddell. Like, these guys get going in a hurry. Still got mustard. That, that's, a, that's a strong, it is. strong, like, yeah. like cupboard of weapons. It'll mask the uh, offensive line. That, that, yeah. that we and have it. the entire defense. <laughs> the entire defense. Oh, God, imagine some of these track race games in the playoffs for our Miami Dolphins. Sounds great. Put 
the weather is not going to be good mm, enough. That's right. The weather is going to be – the two is going to struggle in the weather. No, hey. Jeff Wilson Jr. is awesome. And, and they again, that all hit. If there's any issues with Tua throwing in the elements, which I think is nonsense, suddenly you have a prolific running game. Like, that's helpful. That's super helpful. Did we get the Skip Bayless, by the way? Yes, we did. Okay, Skip Bayless, I did not know that he straight up told his wife – no. Do you think Skip really did this, or he's just trying to seem tough? On it, he, This is his podcast, right? The Skip Bayless podcast? Yes, it is. There's no way he said it in the manner in which he said it on the podcast. Like I don't know. I don't. I just don't see him, because it's just an unrealistic way to, like, it's does always Does he try to come off like bad. a badass? Does yeah, he try- yeah, he tries to come out like, I told her, you know, and every dude does that after, after they've <laughs> yeah, already had yeah. the actual So I came home and I told her, yeah. baby, this is how I'm living my life, when in reality, it's... Come on. Can 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 you just come to bed? Yeah, but I'll say he took this. her to dinner. This is the typical uncle at the barbecue, right? Just saying yeah. some outlandish stuff. The problem is, does that offend Bayless- you? Does that offend you if Skip is the analogy of the uncle at the barbecue? I've never been at any kind of barbecue where Skip would that oh, Skip yeah. would be at. Where Skip's the uncle? Yeah, but, but I mean, hold hey. on, hold on. I didn't finish the analogy because if you're saying that that's the case, like that's usually the uncle. You come around, he starts saying these outlandish things. Like, oh, back in my day, or I said this. The problem is Skip Bayless is that uncle at the barbecue. They're like, so he probably did say this. He probably this did, in but they always, did. they always exaggerate. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's almost like if you ask your dad or your uncle about a fight they had when they were 12, <laughs> like they were like, oh, I took his kneecaps out. And, this, and it's like, did that happen? Did that actually happen? How did it really go? That's right. Or did you guys swing at each other 20 times well, and miss? Let's hear it. Maybe based, maybe, maybe I'll hear this tone and say, all right, maybe he had this conversation with his yeah. wife. But let's, this is Skip Bayless from his podcast, the Skip Bayless podcast, uh, about the time he told his, his future wife, baby, you come second to my career. The reason I have so appreciated Tom Brady operates on several personal levels for me. A family level and an age level. If you'll excuse the digression, I chose in my 20s, as I was coming up in this business, to not have children. I married not my high school sweetheart, but my junior high sweetheart. And one reason we didn't make it was, I knew she wanted kids and I knew the deeper I got into my career, I just couldn't have kids. I am obsessed to this moment with what I'm doing right here, right now with you. I live for this. Hold on, stop it for a second. It's my whole life. Is there is there anybody out there listening to this that is like, thank God Skip Bayless yeah. made the sacrifice for me. Oh, thank this. God I Skip Bayless are. has sacrificed having <laughs> children so that he can give all of himself to me. Yeah. There's nobody out there who is thanking the heavens <laughs> that Skip Bayless decided to put his all in his life to bring the masses his sports takes. Not a single person. Yeah. What is he talking about? I, I for one, am glad that he did dedicate his life to sports broadcasting instead of creating more Skip Baylesses. Because that, <laughs> honestly, you know, I can, I can mute him on Twitter. Bro, is there ever a time you see someone on Twitter or on Facebook where they're just trolling, trash-talking, saying deplorable things, and you look at the profile picture, and they have a kid to their laughter, they're flanked by their own children, yeah. and you say to yourself, oh my God, I feel terrible that that person has spawned. Because yeah. it's happening to me more and more often on a daily basis. I think it's a hobby, me looking at people's profiles. And yeah, making I, I can't believe 
hot. Like some kids, some kids of privilege start at like second or third in that analogy. There are kids though, because their parents are meatball ignorant dopes, just dip bleeps yeah. that are starting in the dugout in negative territory. They're done. Man. Yeah, they're in negative. They're yeah. behind the sticks. Yeah, they're all. It's not complimentary football. No, for them. no, 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 <laughs> no, no. It's just fifteen yard penalty after fifteen yard yeah. penalty or a series of holds, yeah. and that's where they're starting. All right, more of Skip Bayless giving giving himself to you like Jesus. What would Jesus do? It's it's my calling. Oh, it's God. not a job. It's my passion. It's what I was born to do and what I want to continue to do as long as my personal situation will allow it. I then, after that relationship ended, my first marriage, I had a longer-term relationship with another woman. What is going on? And in the end, Slow she build. just had to have children. I said, I can't. I, tr- I tried to get there, and I couldn't get there. What does that mean? I just oh. knew I was going to have to move to move up. That's how this business works. Children can move with and you, by And I way. just knew that if I continue to work nights and weekends the way I do obsessively, that... This seems I, like fake hustle, Stone. Father. Skip Bayless is fake hustle, I'd be I think. as horrible a father oh. as my father was for other reasons. I wasn't going to inflict that upon kids. Not fair, not worth it. No. I'm married to this. I'm married to the game. Then I met my wife, Ernestine, 17 years ago in New York City. Mm -hmm. On our first date, as she will attest, I said, hey, if, if this happens to go anywhere, I'm sorry, but I'm declaring myself up front. You'll always be number two to my job, which is my life, which is my passion. This guy, man. She was taken aback, but she said, okay, I got it. She'd like to say now I'm calling she's BS on that. A, I'm calling BS on that. She was taken aback. Yeah, but she's all right. To my obsession. Like, you. Come on, on the first day. Skip Bayless has, he's a household name, right? Like, we can agree. He's, oh, my goodness. He's yeah. brought himself to a point where he is a, a, Household name, Pioneer. so I'll give him credit with that. But I'm I'm obsessed. I'm married to the game, dude. You sit on TV for four hours a day, and you just mindlessly debate sports. Like I feel like we do that, and I'm not going to sit here going on some <laughs> deliberate soliloquy to tell you how I'm married to the game. Oh my goodness, that's not what what is he? What is Skip Bayless doing more? Than, than us on a daily basis. Be honest. What those, is he doing more on a daily basis mm, ooh, than us three? I had my photos. ass in Gainesville last night, made a day trip there, drove my ass back, 6 a.m. got on the road to get here to do a radio show. Should I have a soliloquy about how uh, my wife and my family is second? Because you know what? I'm just married to the game. What does that even mean? That's such bloviating nonsense. Yeah. It's uh it's it's ridiculous. It's also weird to utter out on a first date. Yeah, that's weird. Um it's not it if you're be, about that life. Hey, if <laughs> I will say it's gutsy. Hey, it's if this goes call. anywhere, just know you're number two. Well, it's gutsy just like the dude. Check, who, please. We all have those friends, right? And I'm sure I don't know if we all have the friend, but the I'm friend sure that, that's a little too upfront with women and what you know, like it's cool to be upfront with what you want. I like that guy, though. What's up, baby? You like what you see? Right. Yeah. I love that guy. Yeah, that yeah. guy. That guy. So it's like... Baby, you coming over? Exactly. Am I coming over? 
That guy. Or like, you look good, he tells the chick right right off the rep. You look yeah. great. Damn, now, baby, you look great. I don't know about those shoes, though. Everybody take a step back. Think the up, baby? who I'm that guy up. looks like, though. <laughs> that guy don't look like Skip Bayless. Talking about the Dolphins. That's right. Yeah. And that's the difference. Nah, Skip Bayless was probably suave 25 <laughs> years ago. We can't what? do that. No way. Skip 25 Bayless. years ago, he was a columnist for the Chicago Tribune. Yeah. Trust me, mm. I read him. There was nothing suave Skip about Bayless Skip Bayless. Yeah, that, that, Ken, what Ken, charisma? Ken asked, is there anything that Skip Bayless is doing more? And I think I Making might. Making money? I might argue. Yeah, besides that. <laughs> I might make the argument that, that you know, we do more because – I can guarantee you that Skip Bayless is not staying up two nights, three nights a week till 2 a.m. to watch the Los Angeles Lakers lose by 12. Well, I think he does because he hate watches LeBron. He's made an industry That's out of right. just subtweeting yeah. LeBron. But me, but like, I put, you know, I, I give up my sleep to watch yeah. this uh, Russell Westbrook saga go down. Like, I don't think Skip Bayless is doing that. While, while uh, eating pierogies off your belly. Exactly. While In bed. Fu- fueling my body for the next day, for the <laughs> next mm. show yep. that we're putting out. Like, I'm, I'm watching the Lakers lose by 12 to the Portland Trailblazers. Like, I don't think Skip's got that in his, his I re- just, resume. Like, there's no way Skip's grinding, right? Like, he's not grinding. <laughs> no, he's no, he's not grinding that. anymore. He grinded back then. I'll yeah, give yeah, him that. Yeah, I'm sure he, he, he oh, grinded. All yeah, jokes aside, I'm buying every word he's um, saying. You love Mer- it. He's, um, this guy's cut from a different cloth, Skip. He's, he's bread different. Bread different. I don't know, man. He just... I don't, I don't know, man. It just seems know. like he's trying to talk himself up to, into a badass that doesn't exist. It's not cloth. It's sandpaper. He's hard body. <laughs> Jesus God. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. In a couple of minutes, Dusty May, FAU basketball coach. That is a grind. That's grinding. Going up to Florida, getting the job done, beating the Gators. We'll talk to a guy married to the game. He's on the grind. Dusty May, FAU head basketball coach, in just a few minutes. Theo Dorsey, WP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. We're all grinding. We're married to the game, and we're live on ESPN 106.3.